Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into Power Athlete Radio. How can I describe Matt Vincent? Well, he is crazy strong and he's built his reputation on being a Highland Games world champion, but he's definitely evolved. This is what we love so much about Matt. He's an adventurer, a philosopher, and ever curious. Disproving the moniker of Meathead, Matt's always looking for ways to expand his mind and body in the most accessible ways. Get to know him in this week's chat. Here it is, episode 586. Like, I, I think that people think that, like, people started living cooler lives once social media happened. There's people out there doing cool shit that aren't documenting it. Yeah, and I know that really upsets that. Matt. Uh, but, like, it fucking blows my mind. I want them to document so I can see it. I'm super stoked watching other people do incredible shit. Dude, I, as I've told you for years, I live vicariously through you. So much so that uh, the guy from The Gambler hit me up. He's a huge fan. I know, I know, right? Like, like <laughs> he's, he's like a thrower, and he's a huge fan of Power Athlete and Hate. And when, when I commented on there, he DM'd me and he's like, I fucking love you guys. We need to make and a shitty car. Well, that's already in the mix. So Sick. Uh, do you want to fucking get in on this with Power Athlete? And we'll have, and I'll swing by and pick you up on our way to Oregon to run in the Gambler. When is this? Uh, June, I think it's like 10th, 11th, 12th. I have to give a tentative on that. That's so shitty to say. That makes me so furious. I'm just telling you, uh, we already got a car. Like, so what DJ and I are talking about doing Miata. Is, uh, minivan. Okay. Lifted. And we're going to cut the top off and just build a roll cage. And that way we can seat six. If we do Astrovan, they're all-wheel drive. Yeah. No, we're, we're going to do a four-wheel drive one. All right. And uh, yeah, we, we've been sketching up looking. I've, I've been looking for this. It seems like so much fun. If there's any chance, my like, yeah, I will kill myself with my schedule. The only thing I can't accomplish is like two days in the same place. So like March already, gross. So we have a... a a uh, project coming up with Indian motorcycles. I oh, know we talked about. Yeah, I'm so stoked on it. Um, so the first trip's like March 10th through 16th. We're gonna do uh, a road trip from Charleston, South Carolina, to the tip of the Keys, then back to Miami. So that's like the 10th through 16th, like full production, full we're, team. Oh, we're gonna spend St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's like St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. The uh, is uh, it? Uh, um. Uh, Savannah, Georgia is probably the best St. Patrick's Day party I've ever been to. And that's the 13th, right? No, the 17th. Oh, sorry. I'll be in Patagonia <laughs> the next day after this trip. We we fly from Miami to Patagonia because I don't have time to go home. Oh, is this with your... Uh, yeah, Trova Trip, yep. that company yep. we work with. Nice. Stoked, but it'll be an ugly month. It's one of those that like... How many people signed up for that? We have four or five spots left open. So that means 15, 16. Nice. Something like that. Um, dude, the Iceland trip was rad. I'm so jealous. Getting to do that with that group of people. And yeah, with so my jealous. mom and her best friend. And the whole the whole thing was really cool. So, yeah. No, we, uh, if you go back, I'm, I'm fucking in on that. I with, will with go because, back. I know, I know. I know that I'm for sure going to go back for my 40th. Yeah. That'll be in 23. So, we can plan that out long enough. Sweet. Yeah, I'm just going to have the same guy, Body, who did uh, the tour for us and be like, hey, man, book it. We're going to have this many people. Get a bus. We'll do – you lead well, everyone around and show them the cool shit. You know, the best part is those gambler guys bought those shitty little motorcycles and they rode like a 1,000 miles through Iceland on those fucking motorcycles in costumes. Other than us like, finishing that crippled. Dude, <laughs> like the – 
the level of ridiculousness those guys put on, I'm, I'm fucking in. And then it was funny when the dude hits me up. He's like, dude, so uh, I got to hit him up and see. We'll, uh, maybe we'll sponsor him. Throw no, some I'm money down to do crazy shit. Yeah, I'm like, it. I want to show up in like a minivan on 35s <laughs> yeah, yeah. and just, uh, and then uh, DJ's like, well, do we got to bring a recovery vehicle? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, we should bring the fucking big truck in the shop. And then that way we can at least maybe just hook a line up to it and just drag it through things. You, you know what your branding for this minivan should be? So everyone's familiar with the shocker. Mm-hmm. The minivan is two in the front, five in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a peace sign and a fist. <laughs> oh, we can make that happen. That's a great logo for yeah, it, just no, on the back, back of the van. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking. We, well, we do need to paint the picture of what this Gambler 500 uh, is for our oh, listeners. Oh, sorry. Okay, so for those of you guys that don't know the Gambler. Live in a cave. Yeah, uh, the Gambler is by far the coolest fucking race ever. The, the rules are you find a $500 car. Now, I think it's more like. The spirit of five hundred dollars. Yeah, that thing seems to have slipped a bit. <laughs> yeah, well, the problem is people probably were paying five hundred dollars, but they're putting another twenty five thousand into the vehicle, which I, you know, it's fucking great. I love putting twenty grand into a five hundred dollar truck Nothing, or vehicle. I love completely irresponsible people. <laughs> <laughs> so the best is people are like, "Those aren't five hundred dollar cars." You're like, yeah, no shit, because no. I don't want to die in a five hundred dollar car. So, I mean, it's like um, uh, the Diesel Brothers. Built that uh, uh, a, um, AMC uh, Eagle station wagon, right? Uh, trophy truck, and they put dude. It's on like fucking innovates. It's like uh, it's, it's great. It's a full trophy truck. It's for sale on Facebook right now. The dude wants seventy five grand for it, and I'm like, God, that's just outside the realm of fucking retardedness. Also, just a hair above five hundred. Yes, yeah, but that would be an amazing thing to show up on because you could. I mean, you could run fucking eighty miles an hour and not even you know spill your coffee. It's all trophy trucked out. It's got like you know fucking huge uh, forty spline um, uh, sway bars. I mean, it's. I was like looking. The DJ sent me the specs, and I'm like, holy shit, they want seventy five grand for that. It's a lot of money. I don't think we could fucking junk that thing. <laughs> you just offer five hundred on the marketplace we'll and see there. what happens. Well, the yeah. Uh, so, but I mean, the the best part is, is showing up in a vehicle that had no intention to ever go off road and just fucking yard sailing. Yes. Yeah, send it. That's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Well, the recovery vehicle. So like from years past, is it always in the same place? Mm. Do you know? Yeah. So it's somewhere in Oregon. And the idea that they created was they were taking a whole bunch of people that uh, really weren't off road people and taking a bunch of vehicles that weren't meant to off road. And the, uh, under the guise of we're going to clean up the environment. So the idea is that usually like when people off road and they go out in the nature, they they fucking litter. So part of the gambler thing is not only are you racing, but you're also picking up trash and trying to leave a better environment in which you showed up. But you're also rewarded by like poundage of trash. Yeah. Grab. So like people are like, we found a boat and they're just dragging <laughs> piece of shit the it's, rest of the way through yeah. the trail. And, and these dudes like show up like the like they'll be in like a Toyota Corolla and they're just fucking these things up. Uh, dudes are wearing like football helmets. They got like spikes on <sighs> shit. Like it's the most ridiculous shit you've ever seen to the point where like the first time I saw it, I must have laughed for like days. Yeah. And then uh, I like I've like we've been talking about going on it for years. And then they they had a they have spinoffs and they rode these little motorcycles through Iceland. And like these idiots were dry. I mean, uh, geniuses. When I say geniuses, I mean idiots. Idiots, and idiots mean genius. Lovely, jealous. Way. Yeah. And they were wearing like helmets and costumes and they were riding these little motorcycles through fucking Iceland, like out in the middle of nowhere. And they videoed it. It was fucking great. And so I tagged Matt. And then the dude who's like the main guy, 
hits me up. He's like, dude, I'm a huge fan of power athlete and, I, and, and I'm a thrower. Matt Vincent's like my fucking favorite person. He's like, I didn't know you guys were into the gambler. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And at that we point. We need to have him on. Well, we should. Okay. But uh, he's like, you guys are VIPs. Show up in Whoa. something fucking ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm in. So I definitely have to dial my schedule. Then. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll send you the dates. Uh, we're gonna put the truck. We're gonna put the vehicle on the trailer. We'll jump in the truck. We'll pick you up and we'll fucking go. Yeah, I got four motorcycle trips to shoot and film, and then I have Patagonia, Alaska, and Bali. Like mini motorcycle or no, no. So no, we're, so, Indian motorcycles. Yeah, so last year I got a chance uh, to go on this motorcycle trip with Indian. I'm fourth wheeling this thing the whole way. Like it's. He's, Matt's, Matt's the king of like being like the plus, like, like you've heard of the plus one. Matt's like the plus three. Yeah. He's like three deep, but somehow when he gets there, he bangs the host. That's and it. next thing you know, he's the VIP and they're the pluses. I'm a goddamn people person. I <laughs> take the information from the engineers and bring it to the customers. So, what would you say you do around here? <laughs> That's it. And so, like, went on the trip, hit it off with the guy from Indian who, like, handles that stuff. And so the trip was myself. Matt's like, I fucking smoked a ton of weed with this guy. Little did I know, he smokes it through his butt, too. It was fucking great. Next thing you know, we're, bu- we're brothers. That's the only way to get it in there. <laughs> Just <laughs> bypasses the lungs. Smart. Uh, dude, uh, I told Texas today, um, uh, there was some crazy fucking thing. I went to tag Turley in. Uh, Kyle Turley, for those of you guys who know, my former teammate. He, uh, You can't tag him on Instagram anymore because something pops up that he's made too many erroneous, insane claims about marijuana and COVID. That they effectively, when you go tag him, it fucking literally this thing pops up this, and it's like this warning. And even when you hit OK, you still can't tag him. You can't even search him. I tried to search him. I had to write his whole name in. And then I tried, like, it was the fucking craziest thing. I'm like, at that point, you just got to get off. Like, you've effectively, like. Uh, yeah, you shut yourself the foot. Like, you know, uh, Paul Carter. Uh, I'm aware. Uh, uh, which one? Uh, well, he had lift run, lift run bang, and then right. he had lift. Run bang one, two, and three. He like finally, all simultaneously? No, he, he just keeps getting booted off of Instagram. What is he booted for? Well, originally it was like political stuff. Okay. Uh, all right. And then he. Uh, you have I, a big political background, poli sci? No, or? no, but okay. he's a, you know, he can spot a conspiracy when when they put him out there. I hear that. I'm excited now. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets booted. And then uh, and then I, all of a sudden, the only way I know he gets booted is all of a sudden I see, like, I'll go look and it's like, oh, who's following you? And it's like, lift, run, bang, four. And I'll hit him up and be like, hey, man, I think somebody's uh, fucking, you know, faking your account. There's a lift, run, bang, four. He's like, no, that's me. I'm like, what happened to the last, you know, uh, lift, run, bang, one, two, and three? And he's like, I keep getting booted. I'm like, what happened? I, I guess uh, he found some dude on TikTok. And I'm not big on TikTok. So I understand. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're big on TikTok. <sighs> no. I, I, bear, I don't understand it. I, so there's a guy on TikTok. <laughs> who was he felt was ripping off his content. So he called the guy out and the guy got offended. And so he turned his TikTok army on Paul Carter Whoops. and they just kept reporting him until they basically deleted his account. And so now all of a sudden I was like, oh, well, I was like, hey, man, just stay away from these fucking guys. These guys know how to weaponize this shit. Yeah. You're 50 years old. You You're don't know how to play old, these fucking dude. games. I was like, Be nice. I was like, yeah, man, you can't do this. You just share information. That's it. And, and you should have said, hey, man, I know you've been using my contact. At least fucking throw me a fucking peace sign. Can we do some collab together? That's how you work it. Right. And he's like, fuck that. So then all of a sudden the other day, it's like, it's like lift, run, bang, 1.0. <laughs> and I was like, what happened? He's like, I got booted off at fucking Instagram. I had to again. update the software. <laughs> And then he goes in there and he's like, Instagram hates me. I'm like, well, is it really Instagram oh, hating you? Oh, God, dude. I they like, don't have an opinion. Let's be clear. 
There's no. no one working at Instagram that's like this fucking guy. <laughs> no, but you know what? We don't know that. When a million oh. fucking TikTokers and those kids get in there and they just keep reporting you fucking, yep. they're like, this guy must be an asshole. Let's take him down. I'm saying we have turned over to the troll culture. That that wins. We have we have decided popular is right and negative will always get more attention. And now we count it. We like we 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 switch everything over to it. Like we will absolutely bow to people saying, You're not allowed to say that. Who says that? What do you mean? Who fucking bows to that? Our media? Oh, our, our media. Fucking, not yeah. not no, we. No, no, no. It's not the royal we. Oh. You mean like those assholes? Yeah, those assholes. But we as in People in our country, I still consider mm. myself part of that we, even though I just uh, disagree with a lot of them. Well, I mean, it's kind of like we talked about earlier. There's a lot of shit I don't agree mm. with, but I just don't care to disagree with it. Sure. I, I've built a universe that I can basically insulate myself from stupid. It's lovely. <laughs> I go from my house to my gym, and then I return. <laughs> and I don't deal with many people. I have food that's delivered to my house, and that's it. It's great. A lovely shut in. I'm slowly going the way of the Jim Wendler other than I, I travel. Mm, yeah. And, I just only deal with people. And I want you don't to. drink a lot of Jim Beam. No. No. He's not a, he, my ideal drug. Nah, nah. He's too many other good ones. <laughs> how, how would you rank Jim Beam in that whole thing? I put alcohol pretty bottom barrel yeah. as far as drugs go. Um, I still feel it really weird as a culture why we back that one. I find that's very silly. But. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I don't mind having a drink, but uh, there's also no stories of some dude smoking weed and coming home and beating his wife and fucking killing his family. I'm sure there's a few, but there's I, less. I just, I just don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stories, a lot of alcoholic parents and, you know, kids are like, my dad came home drunk, he used to beat the shit out of us. Like, nobody smokes some weed and comes home and does that. Like, man, after bouncing in bars and doing that for as long as yep. I did, I've never been in a group situation where some guy got so fucking high that he took his shirt off to fight a stranger from across the room that never <laughs> spoke to him all night. <laughs> like, that's never a thing that happens. It's never a side effect of weed. What's the side effect? I need cookies and I'll go to bed. I want more people around like that. <laughs> want to order cookies? Yeah. More kids to tell their kids. It's like, hey, man, let's watch the He-Man on Netflix again. It's like my son last night. I'm like, what do you want to watch? And he's like, He-Man. I'm like, I am in. And I don't even smoke weed. But if you want to watch He-Man and he's like, "What?" Uh, I was like, anything else? He's like, I really like some ice cream. I'm like, you want to watch ice cream and have some He-Man? Or you want to have ice cream and watch some He-Man? I am fucking in. Beautiful night. I'm like, that's a great day. I'm like, that's a fucking great night for a, a Thursday night for a five-year-old. It's a third great night. At 40. <laughs> Dude, did you see that they came out with a whole new, uh, uh, I don't know if you're a Netflix guy, but um, they came out with a whole new storyline for like redid all these cartoons for He-Man. So they had like the original He-Mans, but now they kind of have these. They're not anime, but they're like more more modern cartoons for He-Man. I think the demographic in my house is different than yours. Yeah. Netflix. Well, I got... <laughs> you know, you have two young daughters and a young... Yeah, young I got two 10-year-olds and a 5-year-old. <laughs> and so we have uh, a, like a weird collaboration of like what we get to watch, which pretty, just pretty much means we have to watch whatever the lowest common denominator is, oh. which uh, pretty much just resides us to like cartoons and other shit like that. But yeah. we, we, we can watch some CW stuff. So we, uh, we've watched like uh, The Legends and Arrow. That's about as far as we get into that violence. Stuff. You don't still have like TV TV, do you? Like cable? Uh, we do for sports. Okay. So we still have like very limited cable, but it's purely for uh, NFL and for basketball. So you still get regular commercials at some point during your life. Oh, I think it's great. It's insane. And, and what, what's hilarious is, is the kids get frustrated. Have, have you not had TV in a while? 
Uh, no, I illegally stream sports. Sure, yeah, like, like the red zone, no commercials. <clears throat> but if I watch a game, hey, I want to tune into this game, then I got to sit through the commercials. Yeah, so we <sighs> we have it just for sports. Like I was trying to think the last time I watched something on normal TV was a long time ago. Other than uh, like this weekend is fucking wild card weekend. So we're going to watch. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of dope football on. And then my daughter plays basketball. So we watch a ton of basketball. And all we right. watch all the Olympics. Yeah. So like and then uh, uh, turns out that there's um, uh, show jumping for horses on ESPN that my daughter somehow found. And so we got to watch that. too. There's uh, people who act like show jumping horses. I don't know if you're familiar. I with, am uh, very familiar that, with uh, it. Uh, subgenre of humans. Uh, and. <laughs> Little what you, known. What's what? What do you call so, that, Charles? What, you, uh, what is that like? Fetish? No, it's no, not. It's not it's, I don't it's, know that it's been sexualized. I'm it's, sure it is. Yeah, well, everything's been sexualized. But the girl doing it is seems. I don't. It's not like she's dressed like a horse. No, no, she has a stick <clears throat> horse. It's a stick. Oh no, no, no! This is a girl running on all fours and then jumping like a horse over, like a horse jump. No. Okay, so the one that I saw. And, wow, and, this and, is way and I know, yeah, that's way better. And the one that my daughter and her friends, so they have these like toy horse things that are like, you remember like little mm-hmm. kids have like the stick riding uh, horses? Yeah, hobby horses. Right? Hobby horses. So they have hobby horses. And what they'll do is they'll set up jumps and they practice their horse riding like in our backyard on their hobby horses. And so it's great because uh, I usually yell, Good job, nerds. Good job, nerds. And, uh, oh, dude, I use Revenge of the Nerds. And the problem is my one daughter is like, Dad, when are we going to get to watch Revenge of the Nerds? And I'm like, soon. Is it even? It's R. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah, don't remember? Like, yeah, it's a hard I'm R. tired of Bar- Betty's ass. You remember when, like, yeah, the fact yeah, that they yeah. broke in, installed cameras, and then peeped on the chicks? Like, there are so many things in that movie. You're not allowed. To- that you're not allowed to do, and you would go to jail forever. Like, uh, like the fact that like he like wore a mask and went in and like, you know, hooked up with the chick under false pre. I'm like, okay, so there's rape. It's slightly. Yeah. It's a bit. There's a lot like of a rape in eighties movies. Uh, a lot of and and, and, and well. then she's like, Oh, are, are all nerds as good as you? Like she was okay with it when she found, you know, I'm like, uh, ah. how about back to the future? Like fucking Biff rapes Marty's mom or yeah. attempts to. Yeah. And then they're fucking neighbors and cool in the future. Yeah. They just deal with Biff like, oh, Biff. Uh, Biff Biff pushed himself on me Didn't again. Didn't he fucking hit her in that scene? Like, yeah. I think he fucking smacks I, her around, too. I think like, so. Yeah. Biff's a go world-class back. piece of shit. No, there's a, there's a lot of shit. And I think it's funny because we'd watch these movies and they was just like, well, I guess that's the way it is. And now, all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute. Revenge of the Nerds, not only do they break in and install cameras so they're like fucking total violation. And they were like, you know, so pornography, viewing. Uh, like there's, And they're selling it. Yeah. Fuck, they're selling it. Yeah. And everything's... Selling. And, really and, and then they put and then they put the naked picture under the pie, so they're fucking selling it. Oh, Remember that? That's right. He's like, "How oh, good's the pie?" He's like, "It's okay, it's okay." You know, he shows the pie. So, so they they're selling pies, and then he sneaks sneaks in under the mask, goes down on her, hooks up with her. I mean, so like you in you, the moon room in the moon room. So uh, there's a rape scene. I mean, like. Watching it, I'm like, God damn it. My daughter's, do we ever get to watch it? I'm like, I don't know. I don't think we get to watch this because <laughs> when we saw it as kids, this is, I, I can't wait to go to fucking college. Now, all of a sudden, my daughter's going to be mortified. Yeah, so we, nerds 30 are gonna, is a good age now for Revenge of the Nerds. Like, now now my daughter's going to be paranoid to go to college and some fucking dorks are going to set up cameras. And, uh, she won't be and don't you remember they, they were like drilling holes because they were big cameras? <laughs> now, all of a sudden, it's like a pin top. They're like, hey, believe me, technology's way better for fucking spying on chicks. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, at this point, what they would have done is done that and opened an OnlyFans. They could have really. How's made your some OnlyFans cash. coming up? Um, haven't got started yet. Considering, considering, seeing which which way I want to go—is it tasteful <laughs> nudes or is it fisting? I don't know. 
Uh, I'm a little uh, confused on it because uh, one, I've uh, I've never logged on. Like I just okay. don't understand the. Fact I've been that. educating myself. Okay, but here's the thing: like, there's a lot of porn for free on the internet. Correct. So why why would you pay money in that way? And if you look at Instagram, I mean. Like, sure. I got to like, I mean, they don't leave much up to the imagination. So I don't really understand like. So you're using logic. This is where you fucked up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're using logic. That's where you fucked up. So explain this to me. Cause I like, there's uh, like, is it porn? Is it, it more like, it I, I just don't. Whatever content that person wants to make. I know girls who are doing it, who only post like lingerie bikini shots and they're not making as much money as girls going for it. So like what like you mean just getting banged straight or? porn, like oh. full full all the way porn. Oh, um, so it's it's a gamut of all the way between, of no nudity all the way to whatever that content creator wants to make. Oh wow, um, and then they can eventually have a membership to to their thing, and then if they want to sell individual videos. So you can pay As extra to yeah, like, so like, hey, pay. this video with us, instead of the lingerie photos that you're getting for six bucks a month, you can buy this video for 30 bucks and it's me taking a shower. What about the chick selling her farts? Good for her. If you found a market, great yeah. work. She's like, I was making 35 grand a month selling farts. Man. I, and then I'm thinking, who are those guys? I tell you, it's, it's one thing to like, I hear these numbers from OnlyFans uh, <clears throat> talking to people. And like uh, I met a girl and we were, we were chatting and now she had done porn in the past. And so had a plenty of a background. People know her, blah, blah, blah. And, and she was like, yeah, the OnlyFans thing changed everything. I'm like, do tell. And she was like, well, we've been doing it for three months and we've been averaging a little over 200 a month, 200 K a month for not shipping anything out. Like it's just coming in cash. And I'm like, show me that on your fucking phone. You show me that there's $200,000 coming in a month from that app. And she did. She pulled out the app and yep. showed her. And I was like, oh, I don't have anything negative to tell you about what you've chose to do. You're, no. you're in fucking full. Con- like, I don't I, like there's no, there's no mean, part of me that like, can tell you why you shouldn't do that. Like the porn industry to me was always a uh, real fucking like dirty and strange. Sure. And like, I mean, that whole like the whole thing just reeks of like weird Armenian dudes just fucking. We're getting rid of yeah. gatekeepers. Yeah. And that I dig that. And well, like it's because that they're, way. they're able to go direct to consumer. That's it. So there's no more fucking weird, you know, agents, uh, or, uh, agents or other fucking weird casting <laughs> dudes that are getting, you know, hey, you want to get naked and do weird shit on the here? Here's you, your direct to consumer. You also don't have to go on set and be around 10 fucking people. It's you and your partner in your place or travel. Like there's the options are infinite. Yeah, you set up a webcam and. Right. You know. So like, dude, we've we fucking laughed about it. I'm like. Are we choosing not to make that money right now? Because <laughs> like, these are things we like doing. <laughs> we like fucking and, and traveling. We, why? I was like, we should just at least start banking footage. <laughs> we turn 50, it's just like, unleash it. <laughs> and then we retire. Uh, so uh, how'd that conversation go with Bonnie? Oh, she thinks it's fucking hilarious. She, I mean, we both laugh about it. I mean, what's the reality of that? Probably very slim. Well, I mean... Um, you guys aren't going to have any kids. No. No. So you've kind of resided the fact like. Yeah, I'm snipped. I'm, I'm, yeah. And she, and I know and she she's went, no interest yet. Yeah. So she, yeah. And uh, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not like uh, not your decision. kids have to go to school and, you know, some kids somehow finds out that back in the, you know, 
2022, your mom and your dad were sure. fucking selling fans only fucking dong and, picks. And also, who cares? I, I, I don't think that anyone gives a shit anymore. Uh, yeah. I mean, or, I'm sorry. Um, the unless, people that give a shit are dying. Uh, like, yeah. I mean, I, I or, don't know. Or the people that give a shit, I'm not that worried about their opinion. They're not supporting your thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So fuck them. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I dig that people are out there fucking choosing their own life and whatever that means. And if, it, if they're happy in doing it and making a living and they don't have to answer to someone else or do a job they hate or any of that, fucking got your back, dude. Rock and roll. You're not hurting anyone. Yeah. I mean, and people are like, like we talked about, we kind of like tuning into Joe Rogan's podcast. Power Athlete Nation. Want to take one minute to remind you why Power Athlete is performance for the people. We love the garage shimmer. We love the athlete that is taking their performance into their own hands. We offer eight different strength and conditioning programs reverse engineered from common goals like getting jacked, becoming more athletic, or introducing the barbell for the first time. To learn which program is best for you, head to powerathletehq.com training. If you're an enthusiast, a parent, or a professional coach, we also offer education. At academy.powerathletehq.com, learn the method to the madness, the power athlete methodology, and a hell of a lot more. Next up, shop.powerathletehq.com. Hoodies, tees, sweats, shorts, you name it, we got it, including posters. You put this up in your garage gym, you're staring at it underneath the bar, I guarantee that you're going to add 10% to your next rep max. And finally... You can check us out on YouTube. We're dropping movement demonstrations, going through our setup and execution of the finer movements found on all of our Power Athlete training programs and cutting clips of this podcast that you're listening to right now. So if you want to share in this experience with your lifting buddies, go ahead, seek out Power Athlete on YouTube. And now, back to the premier podcast in strength and conditioning. You can choose to not tune in. That's like right. I like I I don't have a fan only fans or right. is it fans only only fans only fans so I don't have an account no, don't go make one for me you fucking weirdos so might as well just lock it down this is the next like pay site this is <laughs> right power athlete moves there just right. for paid content but uh, think about it like I mean if you don't want to fucking <laughs> tune into it don't fucking make it don't get in there which is why I've never understood like a negative comment I understand discussion I understand disagreement but I don't understand like fuck this guy, blah, 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 or this should be taken down. Like, there's so many things to watch. Why are you looking at anything that uh, you don't like? I think uh, I think people feel better by saying negative shit. I've seen some guys that actually, like, post, say they're getting negative comments from their content and then show, like, the DMs from this one individual that's saying, like, F you, you suck. And then he's just showing like, okay, I'm sure your frat brothers are agreeing with you, whatever. Just like trying to dig on them, <laughs> call them out for how obsessed they are at telling this individual that they suck. And that just blew my mind. Like, Well, uh, the, the only thing I can equate it to is um, uh, you, you've obviously seen a bunch of stand-up comedy. <laughs> right? I, I love going and seeing live stand-up comedy. It's one of my most favorite things to do. My least favorite thing about it is some fucking drunk heckler who decides that he wants to be in the show no, you're and not then starts. Helping. Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, motherfucker, I didn't pay to fucking see you act like a fucking asshole. And then my favorite is the comics 
who are well-skilled comics and important or and, and even better are well-skilled at fucking eviscerating these fuckheads start turning it on and just fucking lacing these dudes and then they get pissed and the whole thing and i like i've, I've been in a couple of them where i'm like dude fuck you you're ruining my experience i'm here to laugh stop fucking feeling like you want to be it. if you want to be in it they got open mics dude. that's right go fucking do it i feel like hecklers are a lot of like those dipshits like i'm, I'm at this thing to have a drink and laugh my fucking ass off and you're ruining my experience. Fuck you. Now I want to beat your ass. Yeah. It's a terribly narcissistic thing, right? The, of some part of that person that thinks like they, the, I think the psychology of that is they're, they don't think they're being an asshole and they think they're helping or they no, no, like they, they think they, they're making the show. better. No, they think that they're funny and they <sighs> think that they're as the funny as the comic. So they're somehow contributing and showing the world that they're funny. And like to the point where like I like uh, last one I was out I was like yo man you're not fucking funny you're ruining this stop and the guy was like Ooh, and they said I'm like I'm not, like my wife's like what are you gonna do I'm like I'm gonna fucking kill this dude it's a real shame that we're not allowed to deal with this prick in a way or that or we should be able to fucking deal with things through like in Iceland like Mortal Kombat is that how <laughs> I, I that's feel, what I've seen in the streets over I, there it's I really feel like weird. like when you go to Iceland it's like you have a disagreement you're like get your sword I'll get my family sword and we'll just hack it out your on the street family sword it just lives yeah, like above tall, the threshold. on your mantle you're like what's that for it's for selling disputes everybody has their family yeah. sword for, and then you, for and, duels yeah you have to go wield it and then you cut people in half that's what you do to assholes that's why there's so few people they just got rid of the assholes the whole mm. country is basically on Highlander isn't that it's great <laughs> I'm not upset about that. That's how I think we should get. I want to get like Jay and, Bob, uh, Jay and Sal and Bob. Remember when they're like those shitheads are talking shit about us on the internet? And like knock on. Are you? What does he say? Like your user one two three four five. Bam. Did you say? Yeah. yeah. And then read back. Ah, it'd be so much better. It's like uh, what is it? Letter Kenny. That guy's like, we'll cut out the middleman of the internet. <laughs> the internet. <laughs> we'll call him up. <laughs> but uh, I mean, is it the fact that? Uh, you know, the age old Mike Tyson, like uh, this internet culture is giving a lot of motherfuckers real confident to act and say a bunch of shit that they normally get their fucking asses kicked for. I, I agree with that. But I also, I don't know, I don't see anything trending to believe we're going back the other direction instead of more of that. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about this metaverse, dude? <clears throat> oh, man. I don't know. I picked up an Oculus. I know. I'm starting I, to fuck I, with I it. I saw you. Uh, I cool. saw it at uh, Costco. Good time. And then I saw you. Uh, fucking, I don't know what the fuck you were doing. They're great right, fun. I was playing Beat Saber. Um, they're, man, they're neat. They're fucking really cool. And you can very, very, I'm, I'm saying within three or four minutes, you no longer believe that you're in the environment that you put the headset on in. Like, like you're so engrossed in this environment. Because it feels like it. you walk around this room. Right. And like you can look out of the windows, you can walk up and look over an edge and like you set the boundaries of the room before it starts. And mm -hmm. so it'll warn you that you don't run into shit. Uh, but man, you can freely walk around and do that. And it's a it's interesting. It's a really interesting thing. And if I look at it like this is Atari and what is the PS5 going to be? Hmm. Like where, what is this in 10 years? Fascinating. My. My concerns, if I'm going to get conspiracy theory on you. Oh, God. really? Hold on. Yeah, we, yeah. Do we get on our tinfoil yeah, hats? Like, Wait, hold on. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Charles, drop some interesting music in at that moment, okay? Hey, where's your microphone? Dun, dun, dun. I'm mic'd up. Okay. Right. So so now what we do is, uh, Charles, we talk to him, and all of a sudden I'm like, how come you're not mic'd up, motherfucker? We need you to fucking drop in here. I, I think we kind of have two camps in our country, right? We have those who are pro vaccine mandate, those things. And then we have the not those things. You mean the people that are just live your own fucking life, do whatever the fuck you want to do. Perfect. We'll yes. Take another one too. <clears throat> those folks, right? 
Then the concern for me is between those two people, one aside, which I would consider the vaccine side, has the government back. Like that is the main push from the people in power is that is the only way it won't be discussed. Stay home, fear, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but what's wild is the CDC <clears throat> came out, the, the, I think it was yesterday, and they were like, here's the deal. Even if you're double vax boosted, uh, you know, every fucking vaccine, you're still going to get it. Yeah. And you're still, still going to be able to. Well, here's the thing. You can still get it. You can still transmit it. And you can like, it, it's, it's, it's insane. Did you get it? Uh, what? COVID. No. 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 We're no, we're last we two are, standing. We are playing. I'm, we are in a. Uh, oh, hell, I'm uh, unvaccinated. So I don't know if that counts. So no, but but I we're vaccinated. We, oh. we're but it, it doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. It doesn't reduce your chance of getting it. Now, what's crazy about us is we are playing this fucking Deadpool. We're like we're waiting to see, so you can be on our Deadpool. All right, uh, like we haven't got it. And uh, what's what? The only chance that I had it would have been like January. Or sorry, December of nineteen, going into twenty. I had I had a really gnarly flu when we went to Costa Rica uh, for ayahuasca. I don't. I don't remember having any issues with smell or taste, though. How uh, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you a little. I mean, I know Tex will get upset, but I want to talk to you about the plant-based medicine stuff. You got to finish one let me, topic. Let me, let me dive before. into. Well, I, well, sorry. Wait, wait, hold on. We'll get text, into this. Keep notes. Yeah, text notes. Now, plant-based now, now what medicine. You, what you got to remember is uh, we have severe ADD. Yeah, you so have to We can have like seven different simultaneous conversations that all somehow come back to one, and then splinter, and then come back. What I've always seen is that's what the listeners love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every conversation, I mean, dude, the first, Straw pole. The first time I ever sat with Matt was at a, uh, uh, <sighs> we were at, I want to say a Starbucks in Costa Mesa many, many years ago. Yeah. And I, and what's hilarious is I'm like, first of all, I can't believe we haven't been friends longer. Right. right and then I was right. like, how have we not met each other? And why are we just finding each other at this point? This is great. And then uh, his ability to fucking go off on tangents and bring it back. I was like, that reminds me of myself. Perfect. Okay. So let's get into the conspiracies. Yeah. So if that side is backing that, the homestay mandate fear those type of things that side would also be backing this virtual metaverse right like well so facebook instagram social medias they are pro vaccine facts checkers right like anything negative they own this technology that also would be really benefited if people quit going outside that building a virtual safe world sure right so that's one side the other side of that is Uncle Elon. Uncle Elon with Neuralink, his plan of tech isn't to make tech build a new reality. He's trying to use Neuralink to make tech improve this reality. So what's wild that he I just saw him interviewed. He said, dude, with the neural implant, they're a year away from this. You can basically access Google through your mind. Right. Like instead of like, hold on, let me enter this into Google, you can sit there and fucking Google's in your mind. I think you have to open your eyes wider like that though. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then the other cool part. Is if somebody else has the link and I have the link, we can communicate without talking. So we can just sit here in a podcast and say nothing. Right. So big picture problem of that. This will be expensive technology for sure. In the beginning. In the beginning, right? Yeah. The separation of people who have it and don't will widen Mm. really, really fast. If you and I can communicate telepathically using this tech, which means not only am I just getting words from you, I have your intent. So we don't ever misunderstand each other now, right? Like I'm getting intent and not even your vocabulary is in the way. You're, you're, you're yeah. sending an idea to me. Sure. 
If we can all do that and say the 20 people I'm around communicate that way, do you realize how quickly we make progress and understanding and here's, drive? Here's and the problem. Don't. You're going to be like, I can't believe all you think about is eating grilled cheese sandwiches. Well, I don't think it's rude thoughts, <laughs> right? <laughs> sure. Like, like you're like, I truly have access to your mind and I can't believe all you do is think about grilled cheese sandwiches. <laughs> Damn, they're good. <laughs> they're so good. I mean, like, like that's what I'm worried about. What if you all of a sudden you're like, like, uh, like as I access text of mine, it's just a rat running around on a wheel watching like old fucking like uh, uh, Tom and Jerry cartoons. And you're like, well, my first thought is how many arguments am I going to get in to with the CEO? What am I thinking about? I'm automatically. I'm already well, like I said, so, so stop thinking about it like you can read my thoughts okay. and think about it like I'm choosing to send you a text. <clears throat> yeah, but how do you make that distinction? Doesn't fucking matter. People already fuck up sending the text. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like am the, I going to see like a screen in my eyeball? Like I'm Steve Rogers from I'll like the Elon, Six Million Dollar Man. I'll let Elon and all of a sudden I'll like, these details. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I send it to you. I have a general and, studies degree. I am not <laughs> in any way. I don't, you're like I don't understand this. I'm going to speculate wildly. But here's the bigger <laughs> issue. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> I make big. <laughs> I'm a people person. That's right. So uh, there's a few problems that I have with the metaverse. Uh, okay. One is which. And I've said this numerous times to Charles, and I still think he thinks I'm crazy. But somebody is the gatekeeper for the metaverse. So let's say, for example, you I buy an NFT. Zuckerberg? Well, just any of these metaverses. Somebody has to allow you access to that metaverse. So let's say I buy uh, land in uh, fucking Facebook's metaverse. Okay. Right? And I go there, and I want to go to my Snoop concert because he's going to metaverse. And I do or say something like my vaccines aren't up to date or I haven't done X, Y, and Z. All of a sudden, I go to get in the metaverse. You're not allowed to go to your house. You think you need vaccines to go in the metaverse? Who knows? Fascinating. Right? You're not wrong. Well, we have a lot to do. Uh, McAfee's next but, thing. But let's, Virus software. He's doing great. Yeah. But let's say I've somehow that done... That awesome. <laughs> Isn't he dead? I think so. Yeah, he died. He left a trail of people on the yeah, way. Yeah, there was a whole... Yeah. Lunatic. Yeah, well, yeah, the conspiracy theorists think that he knew something and they had to get rid of him. Now, but think about this, right? Somebody has no to... No one who dyes their beard knows anything. <laughs> With the metaverse, you have to be able to like load on to like, let, I mean, let's say it's Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. for example. Like you have to be able to get on the line and you have to access the metaverse. Somebody is the gatekeeper, kind of like Turley on Instagram. You can't tag him. Sure. So like my thought is like, so now you have another gatekeeper. Like if I want to go outside and cut down trees and fucking set a fire and fucking hang out and drink beers, nobody's stopping me. But if I want to do that in the metaverse, somebody has to grant me access to that metaverse. Mm -hmm. That's right. The I, three I, biggest platforms <clears throat> right now are Decentraland, Somnium Space, and the Sandbox. Right. So, so within those that you can buy land. Here, here's one of the yeah. issues I have with that going forward that I think it's worth people fucking acknowledging before we all cast our vote to agree with this. I'll figure out how to use it to my advantage, whichever way we end up going. Whatever. But this is a virtual place. Land is valuable because of scarcity and location. If I can travel virtually, which doesn't take any time, location's no longer important. And then two, <clears throat> if it's digital, it's only scarce because it got programmed to be. Yeah. Right? It was a So now we're, we are committing to a God who created a world that started with scarcity from jump. Yeah. That's what causes all of the shitty things between people. Yeah. Is a lack of resource and scarcity. 
Well, I mean, uh, the reason that beachfront real estate in Newport Beach is expensive is because they don't make any more. They don't make any more. And here's the deal: if I don't if I don't get the spot that I want in fucking the sandbox, I, there's always going to be another one. I saw Microsoft starting theirs. Facebook has theirs. Uh, everybody's you know there's gonna everybody's be, jumping on board, uh, dude. All these gaming. Uh, so like now, uh, um, like uh, uh, PS5 and all these other like Sega, whatever are all going to have their own virtual metaverses where now you can play within them, which is, I mean, in terms of the video game space and Brett Hawker, uh, one of the guys that follows their stuff, his whole deal is within video games and he listens to his podcast. So Brett, uh, fucking giving you some props, but he sent me a real interesting video on it. And in the gaming space, to me, it makes sense. Like I want to play Halo. I want to be in Halo. I want to fucking go to fucking Halo land and blast fucking aliens. I get that piece. And that part makes 100% sense. I want to go to the metaverse because Snoop's putting on a concert with, you know, who knows, with fucking somebody. And I can go from my home and go to this concert and feel like I'm walking around. And, <clears throat> and you and I could be there together. And we, yeah. I mean, so we're over I, there fucking I fucking get that. Dope fucking dubstep moves. Dude, we're just sitting there laughing, but we're both on our couches. I'm not mad about yeah, that. Yeah, like you're in St. Louis. I'm in Austin. We're both sitting on our couches. And it feels like watch, this. And we're feeling like this. Like that I fucking get. That attack I'm super into, man. Yeah, but at the end of the day. <laughs> We still know it's not fucking real. I know that. Ah, but, but, but so with that, I, I really, really believe that your perception is indeed your reality. So my favorite was this dude. Uh, he was riding in his car and <coughs> he and his girl were in the metaverse. <coughs> they started hooking up and it showed them what they looked like in the metaverse. And then it cut to them in real life. Not ideal. Nah, like they looked way better. Like. I was like, is this because you guys are disgusting? This is one of the issues I really have with the whole metaverse thing is that I've put a lot of fucking effort into curating my real universe. Yeah. I like my fucking house. I like my gym. I like my space. I like my creative area. I like my vehicle. I like my fucking avatar. I don't want a fake one. It's not better than the one I built. Well, you don't want it because my avatar can cut down trees. I can do shit with it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, yeah, my I like bitching. I don't know how the neural, uh, the neural links, like until they can, like, this is a weird thing I was thinking on, like, how do they hardwire this thing in such a way? Cause until they figure out the sex piece where like, I'm in the metaverse, I can bang. It's like the, demolition man. Yeah. Three seashells. Yeah. The, yeah. That, that whole deal until they yeah. figure out that piece, this thing's broken. But at the well, end of the yeah. day, like uh, quick thought on I, that. I was note. fortunate to play in the, I, I was, uh, what was great about being a professional football player was we had access to a lot of amazing Ladies, and uh, it was great. Uh, like I like I. There's no metaverse. It's gonna somehow fucking trump ten years in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, ten years in the NFL guys like you are exactly their target demographic. If okay. I if I'm fucking guessing, yeah. but <laughs> they're not like. How do we get all the NFL players in here who are living great lives? Like no, they're true. fucking trying to save basements. Uh, a funny antidote. Oculus, I've done it before, and like you're fighting, you're you're playing. I watched games. this fucking idiot doing it the other day. It, that's exactly for much longer than I should have <laughs> because I was waiting for you to fall down. That's, I punched that's, my TV once. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Like, there's plenty of videos I've done it. Luke had it, and you videotape each other, and you look like idiots. Yeah, it's funny. But like what you said, these two people are hooking up like thousands of miles away. I just. Yeah, and laughing at exactly what their what body he doing. is doing. He, he was like doing I mean, alone. Is that any weirder than watching Pornhub and jerking off? I mean, except now you're dealing with a person. Like I people uh, and like that's where I see the OnlyFans content going is like you can actually interact with that person. 
Because right now we're having fucking cartoony avatars, right? This is Atari. I don't know. This is Atari. Where w- this tech never goes away again. Yeah, yeah. That that this cat is out of the bag. Yeah, it's the now, same deal with social media yeah. and any of that. Like if you were to take right now <clears throat> and look back 15 years and look forward 15 years and then we look to this as this middle point. Like tons of changes with social media in the last 2 years with regulations and information. Well, what's what's weird is that this thing was a fucking wild west. That's exactly and, it. And, it was the fucking wild west and, when we got started. But here's the thing like it's a wild west for fucking people that are fucking cowboys and fucking crazy people. Goddamn right. Right? Like for the most part, like I like I'm uh there isn't a single day that goes by that I'm not completely fucking blown away by what people are willing to share on social media. Yeah. Like like I, I like there's about a, their skincare routine or no, like that's my favorite word. It's like I just got I, I've been getting hundreds of DMs about my skincare routine. No one sent you shit. Nobody sent you anything. No, we don't laugh about it. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's my favorite. Dude, like, we, um, we laugh about that with like me and Bonnie or, or, or Barton Geo or any of that. So like anytime one of us is like, everyone's been asking. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah. no one said yeah. shit. I've been getting a ton of DMs about my skincare routine. Here's my code. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck. Out. Uh, but like the oh, no, I fucking like well, you had a great point about we're not going backwards nope like nfts crypto like we're gonna look back 20 years from now we're gonna be like wow can you believe that we never owned a digital good right we never actually had that ownership no it's it's very interesting yeah well didn't you see the dude who got all of his fucking nfts stolen (laughs) and uh he spent like a million dollars on nfts and they stole them and he was like complaining and they were like who are you gonna call to get them back well that's and as i was telling fucking uh uh charles that in this world you have to have a fucking Chuck Norris on your computer squad who can go out and defend you because it's Wild West. If some dude can punk oh, you and steal we your are shit, in the Wild West right you now, you gotta have Bitcoin, and you gotta have. I mean, dude, uh, even Bitcoin may still be the Wild West, uh, dude. So I didn't know this, but uh, uh, over four hundred million dollars a year of of, uh, of cryptocurrency gets ripped off. Wow! So people get their crypto fucking hacked and ripped off all the time. How much real money gets ripped off? Uh, you mean by bank robbers and shit, or? Anyone. Oh, I'm sure more money. Okay. But it, it's pretty amazing that you have a situation. And I was telling Charles, I'm like, hey, man, in this wild west, like, there's nobody to fucking complain because it's not regulated. It's not like you can call the police and be like, oh, you no. stole my NFTs. You know what they're going to say? Oh. What the fuck's an NFT? Yeah. But you got to have somebody on your fucking side who's like, oh, I swing a 12-inch fucking hammer well, and I'm coming over to fuck you up. Well, look, when we started, especially with social media and, and any of that, like, how long were people like, ah, oh, it's on Facebook. It's not real. Like people treated internet information as not real. Like that was a long time. Like, oh, that's just on the internet. We're past that. That's true. You are now fucking punished for being a prick. Like you can't just go on there and be a fucking asshole. Well, what was funny is uh, when we originally started in this thing, people would fucking put a bunch of like, so I've always had um, the NFL optics, which is don't say anything that you have to apologize later on. Because dudes, used no, it's to, way easier life. Well, it is. So, so dudes used to say shit all the time. I'll be like, at some point, you're gonna have to apologize for that. So, my the whole deal is like, don't say anything that I really have to apologize. Nope. And uh, and so I'll see people be like, ten years ago, and you'll read these tweets, and you're like, that's fucked up. <laughs> like, you didn't think at the time you were gonna say that. They like, well, I didn't think anybody was gonna read it. I'm like, well, you weren't Whoops. famous then. Now you got a fucking five million followers, and people love to go back and fucking look at what you said in the past, and you said some racist, fucking homophobic shit. Now you're going to get fucked. So so even the fact that we treat people like that, right? That like you're accountable for everything you've ever said for the last however, because we now have a text version of it. Yeah. Two things there that really concern me. One, we learned long fucking time ago that communication, 99% of it is done with nonverbal. 
and we've eliminated it and we've become a text-based society. So that's why people read shit out of context and don't understand. And then you have days to read it in whatever mood you're in. It's, it's, it's a really fucking weird thing. Um, then if we're going to get be a text-based culture like that, it's a bit concerning going forward if we're not going to have one-on-one communication or empathy or mm-hmm. any of those type of things that come with the nonverbal parts of communication. I mean, hell, even with, with my team, uh, something I've introduced is that like if in our Slack channel of us dealing since my team's a bunch remote, that if there's any to go back and forth that there's like, I don't understand what you want to get done and you're trying to do this, it's a fucking phone call. Talk to each other as fucking people. Yeah. We'll sort this out. You hear each other and there's less reading those words in my intent. Um, it's fucking, it's a real weird, weird, real weird thing going forward with not having verbal communication or people that don't have the skill to do it. Well, I mean, uh, verbal, like nonverbal communications and interacting with people, it's a skill you only develop through practice. That's all skills. Uh, but, but everything <laughs> like, like, like your ability to like, you know, I mean, think about like getting up and presenting and speaking in front of a group of people. Yeah. The only, t- only way you get good at that is by doing it a shitload. And You're super sudden, fucking uncomfortable all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. And getting up there and then you get to the point where you start telling jokes and people think it's funny and all of a sudden you reach into routine and then you fucking slip into this thing. What I wear, what I worry so much is, is that because we've gotten into this, uh, all these other fucking medians that people have lost the ability to interact with people. And that's why for my kids, especially, I was like, we are not fucking homeschooling and we are not doing remote. We have to find out. And we sent our kids to public school because it was in person. Mm. And I was like, my kids need to go sit. And I remember Rob and Nikki Wolf were like, you know, you guys should homeschool. And I'm like, we can. But at the end of the day, I want my kids to go and listen to somebody other than me. And I want them to, to sit with a class of individuals, deal with these social constructs. I mean, if they just sit at home with us, they're just going to get one thing. I want them to be exposed to a ton of fucking shit. You should be. You should be. You should be exposed to tons of stuff. Also, expose yourself to shit you don't agree with Yeah, on a regular basis. And on top of it, just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean that you have to cast stones at it. There's a ton of shit. Like I, I tell people all the time, you're going to come across something on the internet you don't agree with and just keep scrolling. Right. Like I see shit all the time where I'll be like, I don't agree with that. And I just right. keep it's going. Like people and telling went, me vegans healthy. I'm like, oh, okay, sick. And then I just move on. <laughs> well, I like, like even with that piece, uh, I just don't even care to engage anymore. Right. I'm like, Hey, you know what? You live your best life. I believe you can eat that way healthy. Yeah. But you, you want to talk about the greatest form of fucking white privilege of just rich privilege. The fact that you can eat a diet that completely goes against everything within our evolutionary code because you have the money to make it happen. Yeah. It's the greatest form of fucking privilege I've seen. Yeah, I I'm very into the amount of availability we have of everything right now. It, it, well, uh, what's weird is we've never had this much resource. We've never had this much availability. But then you have people that just want to fucking cash stones that this is the worst time we live in. Like well, that's, the uh, that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like all the fucking main stuff is sorted, and so we have to keep bitching about finer details. And that's no one. No one 150 years ago is talking about like, I don't know my calling. Do you know what I fucking mean? Like we have more existential things to deal with now because we have time. Well, we also have everything available to us to increase our, uh, like to add convenience to our lives. So we've never had a time we've had so much availability in terms of like access and nobody has any fucking time for anything. Mm. Look at you. Hey. Uh, like, I'm doing super cool shit. Yeah, but think about all the availability, all the technology, and you're like, oh, I don't know where I'm going to fucking be in June. And I'm like, June, whatever the dates are, June 10, 11, 12, 
we're going to fuck up some fucking shit cars. Right. And you're like, oh, I don't know. I got to, you know. I gotta, My brain doesn't remember dates well. I have to, I'll have to access you, the you Oracle. Done, you done smoke yourself retarded. That's it. <laughs> Just smoke dumb. Can't remember. <laughs> not a numbers fella. <laughs> <laughs> not here to remember dates. Just yeah. tell me where I'm supposed to go tomorrow. It's uh, great. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll call your people. We'll book it. <laughs> you know what's going to happen? I'm going to pull up in front of your place in St. Louis and there's going to be like a bump. You're like. Uh, somebody just honked. I think I got to go with them. I'll I think be I'm back. leaving. <laughs> she's like, and then your your girl's out there. She's like, have fun storming the castle. Have fun. Heck yeah. yeah. And she would. She fucking dig it. Super fun. Yeah, man. It's, I don't know. I just want to adventure as much as possible. Why not? I mean, yeah. both, both routes of adventure and non-adventure in the same way. Well, at the end of the day, my dad said, nobody's getting out of this thing alive. So you might as well have a good fucking time. 0% survival rate. It's always been that way, everyone. Let's not... <laughs> Fucking pretend the last year's changed that. We're all fucking dying. Well, uh, and more importantly, um, I, I don't understand people's desire to live in fear. It's a, it's, it seems to me to like, be a very, very odd choice. Like, why is it that the fear of the unknown is now more prevalent than it's ever been within our society? Like, there's way scarier things out there to me than COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like... Like, uh, like there are so many more scary things out there to me than that. Like, uh, okay, like uh, you got North Korea fucking doing nuclear testing. Or, like, or not even the nuclear testing. Just what they do to their own people. Yeah. A thing that uh, we don't ever get involved uh, with like of China. So I, I went to, um, I've talked about this, but I went to, I got invited to speak at a conference on national security for the U.S. military. And I got to go present on um, the largest threat to national security as I viewed it was a lack of physical readiness mm-hmm. for, you know, 16 to 18 year olds. And then also... For 25 to 33 year olds or even 40 year olds, because that would be if, you know, if you follow the Second Amendment when they call it the militia, that would be the able bodied militia. Mm. And so the lack of fitness. And so one of the other guys went in there and was like, uh, there was a whole bunch of scary shit, like everything from like um, the uh, the Facebook pages that are like the right wing Christian Facebook pages. 92 percent. 96 percent of those are run by fucking Ukrainian Russian bot farms. And all of that information. So, like, when your parents are on their Facebook, Christian, right-wing, you know, Trump's playing 4D chess, he's in charge, uh, you know, all this conspiracy shit, that is fucking propagated by Russian bot farms for those fucking people. But he is playing it with the checkers pieces. Yeah, 4D chess. <laughs> so, like, you know, uh, you know, Bob and April Packy, who are over there forwarding no. Chase letters, Bleep. Bleep. they don't Bleep. listen to this podcast. And the Penguin doesn't listen to this either. So uh, penguin like from Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He lives up in Dallas. Oh, okay. Yeah. He lives up in Dallas. Uh, so uh, wait, who's the penguin? The premier penguin in strength and conditioning. We don't want to give it away on the show. Yeah. Well, we know we'll talk ah. after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell you. Fair after. enough. We got But do. so we got Bob and April Packy. Uh, <laughs> like they, like they are those people that live out on this, you know, whole deal. Like those people are being influenced by Russian bot farms. It characterizes chain letter folk. So you know, if they received one, they would send it out to their mailing list. Like, mm. like you know, like tr- like uh, like big MAGA, big gotcha. MAGA people. I got you. I and, got you. Uh, but like that type of deal, man. Like, like the JFK Jr. people. Yeah. So what's wild is those sites on Facebook, and the crazy part is Facebook knows that. Yep, they don't care. They don't it's care. It's not their job. No, <laughs> they're just a platform. Right. And what's wild is like the dude showed the heat maps on these sites where this information was coming from. And it's fucking deep in Russia. And then they showed pictures of the factories and the bot farms and the whole deal. And I'm like, this is scary because these are the people that are voting and they're being influenced. So, so question. They're not, they know this, allowing this, 
But then Kyle Turley, let's get that dude. So well, who decides? Where do you think we keep our bot farms that we troll both China and Russia? Do you, do you not think they're we're in Utah. playing back? They're in Utah. Named Kyle Turley? I don't know. <laughs> no, so, so what's interesting on this COVID deal. Because um, we're doing that to them. Yeah, dude. Everything like. Uh, There's no fucking uh, way. Uh, dude, Van Halen. You remember uh, in their song? Um, remember where they had all this? Jeremy. Like, no, no, no. That's no. <laughs> Pearl Jam. But Human in beings? it, they were like, the problem is we think or our country does things that we only think other countries do. We're exactly doing the exact same shit to them. We're just stabilizing. 100%. Like the whole thing with the elections and this. and the, like That's what we've done to countries for years. We go in and destabilize elections. This is our fucking game plan. Like I think it's really. Do, do people Deep not breath. think the government lies to us? Like is that is that a thing that you uh, think's going I, on with I, some like, group of it? Well, so so what's wild to me <clears throat> is that I've sat there and listened. I, I so uh, at my kids' school, I got called to a parents' meeting with. Uh, they reached out to a few different parents, asked me to come. So I show up. I'm the only one that shows. All the other parents were on Zoom because they were too scared to be there, which, mind you, was already fucking a tip or and, lazy. Uh, <laughs> So we get into this and, and, the, and the one dad goes, you know, he's, he, you know, multiple mass, you know, multi-weekly testing, this whole thing. And I'm like, first of all, the CDC's fucking information is pretty accurate. Like the masks don't fucking work. Right. And, uh, you know, so like, let's just throw that. Out. No, the masks have been proven. I'm like, no, they haven't. By who? And uh, like, I, like, like everything. And it was, and then it just basically, as we were just dismantling different arguments, you know, where it finally ended it. But what if somebody dies? People die all the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so you who? just play the meme of Dolph Lundgren. Like, if he dies, dies he dies. <laughs> but he, he was like, just send that in, right? Uh, and, and then the, the dad was like, we'll feel comfortable when all the kids are vaccinated. And I was like, all right, well, let's get this straight. This doesn't kill kids, no, right? So no, then, it if, it, if it doesn't kill kids, why begin to vaccinate? And they were like, well, to protect the parents and, and the teachers. I'm like, well, aren't they vaccinated? Is, is this- and, and so like it, it, it was so ridiculous and it just boiled down to this emotional like what? If, and I at that point I was like, hey man, you've transcended. Rational thought, and now you're just living in this hyper emotional place, and I can't fucking deal with you in this right. emotional place. So you know what? I'm fucking done. Yeah, Get the that, fuck that doesn't make any sense. No. What about getting your kids to this uh, Tim Kennedy school that's out here? I think he's he started a school. Tim Kennedy started yeah. a school. I think uh, a friend of mine, Mike, his it, kids go there. Oh, really? Is it a religion of Tim Kennedy? I don't know that it's a religion, but it seems to be like super. Like there's 30 kids. He's interesting. I dig that dude. Mm-hmm. I think I think Tim Kennedy is one of those guys that uh, yeah he walks the walk. If nothing else, yeah, no, he he he's yeah. I don't find him. I to be I, I just don't know. Yeah, just seems to be a super stud. He's what a fucking interesting human. Still goes over. Still still war fighting. Still helping get people out. Like right on. Good work, uh, dude. I did listen to him on Rogan a number of years back where he went to Argentina hmm. essentially to follow to Nazis. Yeah, yeah, for a TV show. Yeah. yeah. Did you I watch found the that TV fascinating. show? No, I only listened to the. Rogan. So uh, there's a real cool book on it, and I watched. Um, I I did watch. Uh, I don't think it was Tim Kennedy's show because there's been multiple shows about mm-hmm. it. But there's some really interesting, and there's a oh, fuck. I can't remember the name of the book. I have it in my house. But there's a really interesting book that chronicles this whole deal. And I mean, they have historical, uh, you know, uh, accounts of U-boats popping up outside Argentina. <laughs> they have uh, like, you know, uh, pictures of an Adolf Hitler looking individual living in this. I mean, there's some really cool stuff that like paints the picture that like, 
I mean, you know, I mean, they like they finally did a DNA test on the skull or the bones or they, the the uh, remains that they thought were, were was Hitler in the bunker, and it was a woman. Hmm. So, like, none of the perhaps Ava Braun. Eh, maybe I mean they didn't find him. So there was, uh, you know, they sneaky bastard. I mean, that's what they say about him. To say <laughs> that Hitler died in that bunker, uh, I I am more of a believer. He's I mean, dead now. Yeah, no, he's definitely dead now. I know that. Well, maybe. Well, I mean, so so what's <laughs> wild is, and Tim Kennedy talked about that. He's like, they were parts, and they went into Argentina. There was like a mountain deal. They walked in, and they still speak German. Yeah. And there's like, you know, like, I mean, it's uh, it, it's always interesting to walk into a place and actually see Nazi shit on the wall. Because when we were in the, um, uh, remember we were in Munich uh, in the mm-hmm. beer hall. Uh, I can't remember the, if it's the Hofstra house we went into. That was the, actually the site of Hitler's first speech was in that beer hall that we went into. And I don't know if you remember, we pointed out where they had something on the wall at some point that had been covered up. So, I mean, there's still, I mean, dude, how crazy was it? Oh, we, we, we went Germany, to the parade grounds. Have, have you had the opportunity to go not, to Germany? I have not been to Germany. Uh, I'm super they, into it. I just haven't. Oktoberfest? If you want to go, we will go with you. Yes. So much not a drinker anymore. That's the biggest problem. Uh, but it's one day in You're your right. life, we can do it. You're right. Lederhosen, the whole outfits, we oh. fucking go. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Lederhosen onesies. I mean, dude, uh, like the my oh, only man. regret is that we did. I got a lot of regrets. <laughs> <laughs> my, my biggest regret was not fucking showing up in a traditional outfit. Mm. We showed up like we showed up and we were dressed like this and everybody was wearing fucking Lederhosen in traditional. Oh, Look at these dicks. Damn it. We should have got. We looked like dicks. We should have got fun. the fucking outfits. Fuck. It's Even fun. Schwarzenegger was there in an outfit. Yeah. At the uh, same time? Yeah. Why? Uh, he goes every year. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Schwar- Schwarzenegger shows up. He was with his kids. Like, they, like people were all buzzing about it. And we were like, fuck. We saw, like, they pointed over, and I assume that was him. And he was fucking wearing Lederhosen. Didn't he get canceled last year? For what? Because uh, he hates freedom is what I understood from everyone's outrage who didn't see uh, the whole thing. He, he was. Uh, I missed it. Like, so here's the thing, man. I, I understand the need for vaccine, like for the, the COVID deal. People were so scared of this that they needed something that allowed them to enter back into society. And if the vaccine and the shot is allowed, now whether or not it does anything or if it was just placebo, it gave people, some people, now it's not necessarily the people that I want to associate with, but it allowed people, because there were people, I mean, up until this day, I bet you there's still motherfuckers hiding in their houses scared of COVID. Yeah, for sure there is. Right, I, like, uh, like, my, <clears throat> like, like Kate has a friend whose husband hasn't left their house in two fucking years. Somebody's stoked. He's like, this is the best thing I've ever had. Right? He's like, I'm, I'm never leaving again. Right? But 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 there's people that feel that Doesn't like the, believe it. The right? Vaccine, you know, no, he's, he's just like, I just want to fucking go outside, sweetheart. But think about it. Like the vaccine gave people the ability to like maybe relive their lives. Now, for people like us, I don't give a fuck. Like if something hits me, and like like I know this sounds crazy. Uh, like if if I if if I were to contract it and it takes me down, then I probably shouldn't be here and fucking thank God we got life insurance. We had a chance to get rid of all the boomers and fix climate change at the same time. That's why the boomers are so concerned with this. They're the target. <laughs> Everyone get fucking vaccinated. You have to help us. They're currently on their death rows, but for for the people running the, the boat. Well, uh, do you also find it weird that uh, we have things like the metaverse, we have cryptocurrencies, we have all of this fucking technology happening in real time, mm-hmm. and we still somehow are electing old fucking barnacle dinosaurs that have no fucking concept 
Do you honestly believe? Well, first of all, Joe Biden doesn't even know he's Joe Biden. He fucking probably thinks he's, I don't know, what the fuck he gives himself. It's, it's but been there's, a minute since I've believed that well, that hole's actually we get to pick. Well, first of all, but like even the fact that like even if we don't pick and this is who they prop up and say that we've given us the illusion of being picked. Why the fuck are we electing these old fucking barnacles? Biden is fucking like he might as well have gotten the uh, the tablets from Moses. I mean, he's yeah. 100 years old. Looks rough. And, oh, he looks awful. He's so whacked on Adderall, too. His fucking eye hole, uh, his uh, uh, pupils are like pinholes. And have you ever seen anybody take like 100 milligrams of Adderall? That's what they look he like. He looks like Fire Marshal Bill. He's crazy. <laughs> he's batshit crazy. He doesn't know where he is. He shits himself no, constantly. That's not. why the Secret Service runs him oh, off. No, it's it's not ideal. Right? But but I mean, <clears throat> why is it that that's the fucking leader of the United States? Like, uh, as batshit crazy as Elon Musk is, he's a fucking better person. I'm so into Uncle Elon. However, was not born in the United States. Hmm, that's his hangup, huh? Mm-hmm. Did you see his thing about why he shouldn't pay taxes? No, because he's just going to invest the money it's and fucking grow great. the. And he's like, uh, he's like, so. Why I, I don't feel like I should pay corporate taxes or whatever. And I may butcher this a bit, but he essentially says, like, I have proven to be an individual who's very good at acquiring capital. That's not hard to argue with. And he said, so I use it. It's not my income. I'm not building mansions. I'm not trying to go on private jets. Look at what I'm doing with electric cars and trying to do better Innovation. space travel. Yeah. Right. And he's like, so why would you? Punish me, who's good at getting capital to build these projects, and I'll do them privately instead of it getting eaten up by all these other government entities. And you want me to give some of my money to another company, which is essentially the U.S. government, who's not great at using the capital they acquire for progress. No, they're terrible. So why why are you punishing yeah. those of us who are innovating? And I'm like, fuck, man, I got your back. Well, I mean, think about this, right? We pay, we, we still pay <laughs> taxes. We still pay taxes a corporation that the majority of the population doesn't have faith in. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this deal the other day and they got the FBI up there and all of a sudden they're pointing to what are allegedly FBI agents in there working to incite fucking January 6th riots. I mean, like, like I'm, I'm watching this whole thing and I'm like, dude, that documentary on HBO is fascinating. But like, here, here's the thing. Like you saw the deal where in Michigan, they were going to go like kidnap, uh, like the governor and, and the whole deal. Like the 14 people that were involved in them. 10 of them were FBI agents that were orchestrating it. And then they showed up and they arrested the four fucking morons. And they were like, what do you mean? These are the guys that planned it. It was the FBI. It's not a trap. It's different. Dude. But, uh, <laughs> but like, I mean, it, like, it's pretty interesting. The fact that like, they're like, well, what about this guy? You know? And it was like the Epps dude. And they're like, well, he was on the wanted list. He's not. Is he an informant? I mean, like the fact that these people now, now mind you, Mark Rubio had the best comment I've heard. Nobody is thinking that a dude in a fucking Viking helmet and a speedo is overthrowing the government. Stop with this fucking narrative. And the you know, and you, it's a very valid point, dude. You have the Dems over there talking about you know they were trying to overthrow. I watched it. It was like this QAnon shaman. Are you fucking out of your mind? The these QAnon people are thing mouth, alone. These dudes are mouth breathers. Well, so the whole QAnon thing was basically coined in these Russian bot farms. And pushed out through these right wing, uh, you know, Christian fucking Facebook groups. <clears throat> that was a complete fucking rope. Well, well, it all started on on five chan, right? Like, so there's Reddit, and then there was four chan. Uh, sorry, and then there's eight chan. And the beauty of eight chan is that it's a completely anonymous internet uh, space. So, like, you don't have a username. You can just comment. So, the worst shit in the world exists on eight chan. As a hundred percent user generated. So, like content. your chat roulette. Um, more like the Christchurch uh, mass shooting. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy live streamed it all to HN to a group oh, of people cheering God. him on. 
Wow. So that's what we're dealing with on 8chan yeah. is because there's no repercussions for anything. They, they can't find you from what you post. And so that's where the QAnon thing started. And from what I've seen, documentary or two was, seems the guy who runs 8chan was the translator for Q. Like he's the one sharing Q's information. Mm. And uh, as that story played out, it seemed in the documentary that he, man, he stumbles one point and it sure seems like he talks about it first person. Like I'm sharing like these thoughts I have. And then they have like a pause and then he, they both just kind of laugh and then go back into it. So the only issue with the QAnon thing, right? Uh, only? Well, the biggest piece is they got Epstein, <laughs> right? The, the Galil chick, his girlfriend, like. Uh, Jelaine? Jelaine. Jelaine. Yeah. I'm fucking up with Jaleel. Good. <laughs> Jelaine. So she goes through that whole thing. I mean, you know, they live streamed uh, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. That shit, nothing. So apparently, uh, apparently that, that was something I felt that way about too. But most places, especially in other countries, don't allow video yeah. in courtroom. And sure. so if that's already a precedent, I can't. Get fucking weird on that. No, but I mean, they had like one sketcher in there. Uh, all that document was it's sealed. Fucking crazy. They and now all of a sudden, you see like fucking President or uh, uh, Prince Andrew got stripped of all of his titles because now he's going to be indicted on this deal. I mean, like, Did you see the CEOs that fucking yeah. left fucking head seats. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, the Epstein no. thing's ugly. Uh, the the Epstein <laughs> thing. You can like. Here's the deal. He'll, he at, can bring it up. There's at the end, CEOs at the end of the retired. day. At the end of the day, uh, like let's call it for what it is. There's a lot of perverted fucking motherfuckers. And what we what we found is that once you start attaining a certain level of wealth, and I knew this because I used to roll with these billionaires who were fucking complete scumbags. But what, what happened was the more money you get, the less shit excites you. So the shit has to be fucking It has more, to get weirder. It, it has to get weird. It fucking has to. It has to be more right? elite than only because you can have it. Yeah, because it's like, hey, you know what? Like that car, that would be cool. But you know what? Like I only want it if you set it on fire type Wolf of shit. Wolf on Wall Street. 100%. Yeah. Right? Like So they're so it's chasing dopamine. Yeah, so, so so it's like, uh, you know, everything has to be fucking more. It has to be more. And so what happened was that Epstein dude, uh, sexual predator, he had that chick as the fucking groomer, and he legitimately ha- had an island. They were bringing in chicks, and they were getting these fucking famous people that wanted to get their rush, and he was fulfilling their fantasies and using the fuck. I mean, it's J. Edgar Hoover all over again. J. Edgar Hoover probably ran this fucking country because he had dirt on everybody. You don't think Epstein had dirt on anybody to make it fucking happen? They've and also now, some of the hard drives they got out of his apartment somehow aren't findable. Dude. No shit. So, uh, like, here's a problem, right? Like, uh, what's wild is, and I like, like this is the part that completely blows my fucking mind. We fund all of this through our tax dollars. I know. So, what's wild is, as like, and, and the problem is, if you don't pay your tax dollars, the fucking bouncer of life, the IRS, shows up and ass fucks you. Yep. And you're like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, government officials are going out and fucking having like, uh, you know. They're banging kids. Banging kids and using government dollars to do it. And now if I don't fucking support it, the fucking IRS is going to go over here and fucking ass rate me. Or the fact that my tax dollars paid for the grants that make vaccines and then they're allowed to sell it back to, to me yeah. at a profit. Fuck's going on here? Yeah. Like, dude, so so what's wild is uh, they had to uh, prove that there was nothing on the books that could fight COVID to get the emergency exemptions for the vaccines. Did so that was why they shit on the hydroxychloroquine, all the ivermectin. Now, all of a sudden, the Project Veritas releases. 
They know, like, the drug companies right now are trying to reverse engineer ivermectin to create fucking treatments for it. But, they, uh, like, these things were proven to work. Yeah. Project Veritas has U.S. governments. They just released on Twitter. I saw a Weinstein deal. They were like, these are effective things. I mean, the hydroxychloroquine worked in India. Yep. So much so that they just stopped the study because it wasn't ethical to continue it because it was so powerful, the combination. And then the U.S. government's like, oh, uh, the news is like, well, they stopped the study because it was a failure. It wasn't, it wasn't a failure. It was because it was so fucking possible, uh, possible in terms of uh, execution. Now, is, is there anywhere out there that I have to believe there's some places that did fucking nothing for COVID prevention? Nothing, yeah. right? Did we lose 30%? No. Oh, what what's the but, big percentage of people we lost from an area that didn't do dick? Well, think about this, right? Like, let's say you live in like the southern Sudan or some remote fucking place where like Ebola kills people, sure. and like, dude, people still have twisted bones. You can probably do, fight off COVID, yeah, with with polio. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, there's still parts of this country that don't have polio vaccines, and like people have twisted bones. Like, I think uh, COVID, <laughs> we're fine. Like, I, I think, and I've always said this from day one, if anything, COVID just showed us exactly how vulnerable and weak we were in terms of a population of unhealthy individuals. I mean, if you look, it's major, it's uh, morbidity, uh, morbidity yep. factors, obesity, all these key factors until somebody's like, hey, you know what? If you're 150 pounds overweight and you're physically unhealthy and you get COVID, there's a good chance you're going to die. That's really tough to go against the body positivity thing, though, that claims any size is healthy. Uh, where do we get into that fucking deal? Like I, I was watching something today on that, that where predated uh, COVID. No, I did watch that. Yep. The word fitness now is a trigger for a lot of people because it reminds them about unhealthy what they are. And that makes them feel bad. That should be the motivation to fix it. it, it I'm sorry. Shaming has led me into lots of positive areas in my uh, life. I don't dude, know if anyone's I, I, so, familiar with that. So, so what's interesting, and this is my favorite part is as I sit here with Matt, I can mentally remember what you looked like yeah, the first time we met. Yeah, like memory foam. And dude, uh, I was fucking built to do a job. Yeah, no, I know, but I don't have the job to do anymore. It no. seems real stupid to stay fat because <laughs> otherwise, then I can't say well, I was big for a reason. <laughs> then I'm just fat, <laughs> uh, dude. But like, you were a big fucking dude, yeah. and uh, like, I remember when you were like, "I think I'm gonna get in shape." There's no reason to be this unhealthy. And you know what? Like, if it's a reason, not to say you were unhealthy, but like, why the fuck do you want to slang that extra mass around? It's it's built to do a job for a certain amount of time. I'm aware that job's going to come to an end at some point, and then I no longer. What was your heaviest? My heaviest was doing strongman. I got three eighteen. I remember that being the heaviest on the scale. Hmm. I didn't stay there very long. What came first, Highland or strongman? Strongman. Three twenty six was my heaviest, but I'm also six inches taller than you. Yeah. I hit my brother up asking him the other because Andy's like 275 right now. Yeah, but he's like 6'4", isn't he? 6'4", 6'5", yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I hit him up and I was like, what's the biggest you ever were? And he's like, I'm willing to bet. He's like, I saw 340 on a scale before a strongman show. And I am and I don't know what it was the 48 hours before the event when I was eating as much as humanly possible to be heavy for the show. And yeah, I'm glad. Dude, I think, you know, this machine's incredible what it'll adapt to and change and, and all. And like for me, now that I've been able to drop 60 pounds and keep it off and, and manipulate it, I feel like I've accessed the controls to my machine differently. I'm like, ah, oh, we can change weight. What are you doing different? I'm super consistent on food. That that's the biggest thing. You mean is, uh, in terms of like under eating calories? Um, probably. 
I, I bet I stay more in a, in a deficit. Uh, I work with a meal prep company and I basically just eat that. And I figured out if I do that every day and have the same amount of food, weird, it goes consistently the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd gotten down to like 240-ish, 250 and stayed there a long time. I've gotten leaner now to like uh, 228, 230 since I got back from Dubai. And uh, really, it, it was an interest, like I'm interested in being more disciplined was the approach. And I think that with as many factors in the planet as there are now of things that are out of my control, this one is 100% in my wheelhouse of what I choose to put in my mouth and what effort I choose to take in the gym. And I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, if you're not willing to do the stuff that I'm in 100% control of, I'll never be able to fucking harness magic if it comes across and I get a chance at it. And so like, fucking be ready. Like if you can't do the work that helps you, that doesn't involve anyone else, you're not fucking useful whenever that time comes. Sure. And so that that's how I looked at it. I was like, do you believe this is important to, lose, to, to be leaner, do any of these type of things? I do. For right now in my career and what it is, I do. And so if I believe that, get to fucking work or shut the fuck up and don't ever mention it again and stop ever pretending that you give a shit. These are your only two options. And I decided to be less gross. Nice. I mean, I see fucking Hapthor lose that amount of weight. I see yeah. Steffi and like them to leave being the best in the world at a thing and go suck at another sport very publicly to start. Fucking cool. Yeah. yeah Super well, fucking cool. Uh, it's um, it's like a humble nature. Like the problem that a lot of people like, uh, you know, we've talked about it at fucking nauseum is that so many people are not okay with being beginners. I mean, it's why people don't lift weights, why people don't train, why they don't do this stuff. It's because they're so nervous of the first day. And I'm like, dude, strive to suck at things. Yeah, dude. Like, show up and be like, I know nothing. It's Let's great. fucking You're only this allowed show. to be a kook for so long in any realm. Like, show uh, up and be a kook. Have you all heard of Sigmoid's Curve? Mm. No. Uh, Charles, this is very cool. So pull that up and show that to him. I, I was gonna yeah, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> Essentially, it's in line with the conversation we're talking. Sigmoid's Curve. Sigmoid's, what'd I say? Siegfried's. Serums. Serums. Siemens curve. Yeah. Siemens. Siemens curve to my mouth. Can you mouth. put, uh, Charles, <laughs> Say uh, I need semen curving on the, the big board, please. So it's like that movie where they bend bullets, except you do it loads. Yeah, wanted. <laughs> except, yeah. Uh, so we see it. So wait, we're going to do quaaludes? Yeah. So Charles, zoom in on that. So essentially curve one, that's, we can use John as an example, or you, Matt. It, it's our first athletic career. As we're coming up, and then you that second red curve is the new skill that you take on. So as you're reaching your peak, you take on something that you suck at, and there's that dip in mm-hmm. skill level. And by the time your natural abilities or time within that job position starts to, to tail down, now you're getting better and better and progressing in your new skill. <clears throat> so, Matt, your career, as I've known you, is, is representative of this as well, taking on new adventures and skills and then – yeah, streaming up on what's next, hockey stick. Well, uh, but like, curve up. you and I have talked about it from jump, right? That like, you know, football's a thing you did. It's not who you are. It's a cool chapter, it was a lot but of not. Fun. Of course, it is. It's it a was so much fun. Great like, chapter I, that you got to live. I, I like people ask me, and they're like, eh, like it was so much fun to like fucking strap it up, put on your game unis, sprint out there at 100 miles an hour, and whoop some dude's ass, or at least try to whoop some dude's ass for three hours. And then get on a bus and go home and then fucking watch film and get graded and then fucking do it all over again. So, you go first round draft? No, I was uh, second pick of the fourth round. Okay. 
that day, draft day, like where did you have predictions of where? So I was supposed to go second. Uh, I had teams call, say, hey, we're taking with their second round pick, latest third. So I had multiple teams call and tell me that. I didn't go on the first day. How's that? That was fucking awful. Because like my brothers were there, my whole family was there. We were like hanging out. And like the problem is, is like, uh, you know, they like call the house and you're sitting there. And like my brothers and I, it was like so my, my brothers, my brother's wife, uh, my mom and dad, which is kind of like hanging out, watching it. And you don't really want to watch it. So my brother went and bought like a PlayStation or yep. Xbox or something. So we were playing in the other room. And then like people started calling. Like, did you get drafted? And we're like, no. And then all of a sudden, like the like I got teams calling, hey, we're taking you with our next pick. And I'm like, okay, is it coming up? And then they draft some other fucking asshole. And you're like, motherfucker. So um, needless to say, we were supposed to go out to dinner that night. Like, Did we, not. No. I was that, like, I'm good. I'm just going to bed. So I, I remember being there for Andy's draft day. And then well, uh, then in New York, um, they started at 9, which is 6 a.m. West Coast time. So at like 6.04, the phone rings. And I'm laying there in bed, and I'm like, fuck this. And my, my brother's wife gets up and she's like, goes and answers the phone. It's like, hello. And I'm like, hey, this is uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. We're calling for John Wellborn. And she's like, get up. And uh, I get on the phone and uh, they're like, oh, he's drafted you with their pick. And my brother's turning on the TV trying to figure out who the fuck drafted me because <laughs> we weren't up. Yeah. I was like, fuck these people. Fuck these people. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Andy, Andy was predicted to go fourth or fifth and then went free agent. Oh, fuck. I didn't get drafted. So it was like two full days. Mm-hmm. But being in a room like with his agent and like a couple other guys and like I'm too young to grasp how weird that situation is. Yeah, it's uh, well, I mean, uh, like there's a lot of people in the NFL that have this storybook deal. I went in the first round, played 17 years and this whole deal, like the Tony Gonzalez story. There's other people where you're like, they said I was going the second pick. I got or second round. I went in the fourth and then I showed up and. You know, then all of a sudden I'm the fucking starter as a rookie. And they're like, we drafted you to start I'm like in the fourth round. What about those first round guys? Yeah, no, fuck you. Get out there. They're expensive. Yeah, you're an you're, offensive yeah, lineman. You're Get over there. Cheap. <laughs> uh, like there was just a lot with that. But uh, at the end of the day, man, the way I looked at it is, and I'm sure a lot like you, it doesn't matter like I don't care if I'm the, on the guest list. Or yeah, the I just need one. in the game. Just fucking get me on That's the fucking. Just get me into the party. Believe me, I got. I went to the Playboy I do Mansion. Fine, once I'm here, <laughs> I went to the Playboy Mansion a few times. Never with my name on the guest list. Always is the plus one, and I still had a great fucking time. What years is that happening? What Playboy Mansion? Yeah, like when Hef was alive. Man, because this would have been like oh, uh, like oh. Three oh four oh five oh six somewhere in there. Did did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Uh huh. That era of Playboy Mansion mm-hmm. has like has to be fucking incredible with mamas and the papas and fucking yeah. Because like, there's no social media. There's yeah, no. This is a place. Fucking those uh, people uh, were allowed to be humans. Yeah, like I and never uh, apologize. For I remember. Being- I remember we walked out and there were like numerous people banging in the grotto. So I mean, we like this is like yeah. pre-social media, and uh, we went and it was fucking great. I mean, um, the funny part was like they like made it real clear like this is Hef's harem. Don't fucking and they were all real weird about because uh, a couple of NFL players had gone in there and fucking snatched chicks out of his harem. Weird. Yeah, and uh, so they were <laughs> they were real real uh, clear. And, um, I, you know, I played it cool and ended up getting invited to the 50th anniversary of Playboy at the Palms Hotel. Oh. So I remember I was in a um, VIP room and it was uh, me uh, and I'm talking to Jenny McCarthy and Pam Anderson. 
Weird day. Yeah, it was. Weird, a, it, it was, weird uh, day. In yeah. the early 2000s, it was great. Yeah. Uh, they were smoke shows then. Yeah. New like, story, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm all ears. So How cool it, are you at this so, time playing it? Well, so this was during. What are you wearing? Uh, I was probably wearing jeans and uh fucking t-shirt which is nice and bands yep same, have, the same thing we're currently got going thing. on this is great <laughs> yeah like my outfit necessarily changed i think i might have had like some like starling gear jewelry on that i usually wear when i go out uh but uh the way it went down was we ended up playing it cool playboy mansion the whole deal i get an invite to the 50th anniversary of playboy in the palms and it just so happens it's our bye week Whoa, right sick. so i uh, john ritchie who was our fullback and his wife um uh, marielle and my girlfriend, who was named Aaron, so uh, Mariel and Aaron ran track at Cal together, and then John played at Stanford. So then they got married, and then Aaron came out, and I remembered her from college. So we ended up dating, and so the four of us fly out to um, out to Vegas, and my brother and I think my brother's wife end up flying out, and we're staying at the Palms, and we go to this 50th anniversary of Playboy. So we show up. It's like fucking red carpet, the whole nine yards. And uh, and then we end up like in this VIP thing, like upstairs, like there's the fucking club and we're having a great time. So we go up in this VIP and I remember um, whoever, like one of like the handler dudes is like, hey, uh, you know, I'd like to introduce you to some people. So I'm like, hey, I'll be right back. I go over. I'm in a room. And like, it's like Jenny McCarthy when she was married to that kind of scumbaggy dude. That's fair. Yeah. I don't remember who his name Which was. one? Like the dude, like she's married like a Marky Marks brother. I think now she's a Wahlberg. Is she? Yeah. But like she was married to this kind of like kind of radish dude and uh, end up talking with him. And then uh, Pamela Anderson, I think is from Vancouver. She's from Victoria where my, uh, my mom's from. So uh, lovely girl. Yeah. She's from Canada. I'm sure she's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Just like all Canadians. But uh, I end up sitting there and the guy like introduces me and I'm like sitting there and I got nothing to say to them. I'm like, "Mm -hmm." does he introduce like first and last name or do you walk over to people that are that famous and you're like, here they are. Like, you know, they're like, I don't need to be like, this is no, Michael the, Jackson. The fucking handler walked over and introduced him. I'm like, oh, you know, we have some NFL players that flew in on their bye week. This is the Philadelphia Eagles. And um, they were like, oh, great. And like, you know, they all probably banged 100 football players. Uh, I was like, okay. Yeah, Good for them. Yeah. I was like, all right. And then. Uh, That's top quality dong. It was it was cool to just be there and rap with them. And I was like, hey, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. May we see each other again. I got to go. Yeah. And then, my, and then when I went back, uh, my girlfriend's like, who'd you meet? I'm like, I met Pam Anderson and uh, Jenny McCarthy. And she's like, that's fucking awesome. Did you get a picture? I'm like, no. And the problem is, is because the cell phones weren't nearly as dope as this, I had a fucking Blackberry. Oh, God. Which didn't take photos. <laughs> just looks like it's drawing a crayon. Yeah, dude, like I had like this cool blurry <laughs> photo of well, me like, and these babes. <laughs> yeah, like, do you remember what the fucking Blackberry fucking phone, yeah, like, pictures look like? They were fucking awful. They were like, Terrible. like they were like six pixels. And uh, so you didn't even six megapixel camera here. (laughs) So like, there's so many moments where I'm like, God damn it. I wish I had an iPhone in this fucking moment, Mm. but uh, it was cool. But also not. Yeah. I would imagine there's some stories that I'm glad don't have evidence. I have a handful. No, I mean, there's probably a lot, but uh, I'm really glad that none of that existed when I bounced in strip clubs. Uh, dude, that 50th anniversary of Playboy was a hell of a fucking adventure. Uh, We got to go play shoot hoops within the Maloof brothers, private place. Um, Because at the time, the way I met the Maloofs was through Shockey. Mm. And uh, they used to. Who are the Maloofs? Uh, You're the Maloof brothers. Yeah, George Maloof. Uh, Dude, there there was a point in my life where uh, uh, he used to text me and we were cool. And we would go in and he'd be like, come in, have a great time. Everything's taken care of. We go to Ghost Bar. Um, So the Maloof brothers used to send their private jet for Shockey and fucking fly him all over. And we'd we'd go out there and hang out with them. And uh, it was cool to be a plus one. This is the thing I'm bad at at podcasting. And I'm glad it's one of those is like you mentioning the Maloof brothers. 
I'll never slow you down because I know what they are. And then I realize do no still, one fucking does. Do they still own the pops? I, I know that they owned a bunch of shit because they were involved in like skateboarding and owned part of the X Games. And yeah, they probably like maybe got out of the Palms, but they were the ones the that started the Palms Hotel. Oh. And uh, dude, when the Palms Hotel opened, holy shit, that was the most fucking insane place in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, off the strip. Yeah, off the strip. They had the fucking, uh, they had a steakhouse. So, dude, one of my favorites was uh, Bob Sapp. I don't know if you know Bob yeah, Sapp. Yeah, I'm aware. Uh, one of my favorite people, one of uh, one best, you know, in my wedding, flies in from uh, from Tokyo. Um, so, Bob calls me and he's in that movie Electra. Yeah, Jennifer Gardner. So, Bob calls me. He's like, hey, they're doing the premiere uh, for Electra in Vegas at the Palms. You should come. And like, so I was like, all right. So he, so my brother and I, uh, like fly out there. We go to fucking Vegas. Uh, we roll in with, there's like the steakhouse. They have all the people like Bob sees us. He like stands up and is like, come over and like moves these people aside. Yeah. My brother and I are sitting down and uh, we're having like fucking great time at this table. And all of a sudden over my right shoulder, I see this chick wearing like a pink dress, like a, like a bubblegum pink dress. And she like turns and her ass is so flat it's almost concave <laughs> oh, like this no. and just like, ass back for oh, days it, 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 she she looked like god spanked her with a fucking frying pan just at some point and, her low and, back and, splits into you know, two and yes. turns into knees and uh and like my i like look and my brother was like we look at that chick and we're like that's the flattest ass we've ever seen and it turns and it's paris hilton that's fair though that's and i was incorrect. like it was literally the flattest ass and the hilarious part is like the like, if you Google Paris Hilton pink dress, she used to rock that motherfucker everywhere, and it was the least flattering thing I've ever seen. Like, like the thing I love about today's culture is like, uh, no longer are big bombs considered like the fucking access. Like they used to be the you know the gold card open any rope. Maybe they mm. still are, but like the great ass, like the thing, like the and I've always said like Brett contrast. Yeah, uh, uh, Contreras. 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 Uh, he's doing God's work by building a bunch of fucking amazing asses. I mean, yep, there she is. That's the booty. Yeah, there's not a lot of it there. No, it's pretty sad. She has a very, very high quality early 2000s butt. That's, that yeah, is what we wanted. But no, not me. Yeah, it's, it's we, but again, as a football player, we. and a, a, like a, my girlfriend at the time was a, you know, all American 800 meter sprinter. Nice. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, I mean, phenomenal. Yeah, I understand. Like, My chick's a spreader. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like it was uh, like we used to call that a rare disease called no ass at all. Yeah. I ain't worried about those mud flaps hanging back there. <laughs> there ain't nothing to grab. <laughs> no cushion. It's Not just pelvic bones underneath there. But I feel like in today's like in this in this day in the environment, <laughs> like a, like the big luscious ass is like that's the fucking gold. That's the trump card. We're, we're there now. No, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very interesting shape that doesn't doesn't exist in nature that we that we've locked. You think into it's all surgery? Fake, the fake I, ass. I think there's a lot of it. Yeah. Oh, I see girls on on social media all the time where I'm like, that's either a filter or something's not real because that doesn't look. I mean, like there's a lot of onion booty. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't. And I'm not mad about it. Sure. If I'm just looking at it in pictures, great. I don't care how much you've doctored it up. <laughs> Like, I, I imagine there's apps and there's all this technology that these chicks have, like, we don't even have access to. For sure. But, yeah, I mean, also also surgery. You know? I mean, if you see big ass and no legs, it doesn't work. Nah, you know what? The thigh meat has to match the butt meat. It's true. And if it doesn't match, it doesn't work. Yeah. I mean. If the glove don't fit, you got to acquit. And, and, look, doesn't work for me. It's not my cup of tea. I like fit. I like athletic. I like strong. I like active people. 
Yeah, I like muscles. Yeah, I like people that don't look fragile. I'm not into fragility. No. Fuck. In, in anything. No, not in anything. Not in anything, right? Like everything I learned from strength training was that the way this thing gets better is I have to constantly stress it so that it adapts. I'm lucky to grow up in a time that I get to choose all the things I want to adapt to. And so that's how it works for a long time of strength training, right? Like you want to get stronger? Cool. Bench squat, deadlift, overhead press, moderately heavy. Don't get hurt for a decade. It'll work out. There's some better ways to do it. There's worse ways to do it. But that one, it still needs time. Whereas why wouldn't I treat my head the same way, right? Like, like pushing myself to be uncomfortable, trying new things or learning new stuff or getting on stage to speak or going into podcast or doing any of these things. It's fucking reps. Everything you ever want to be good at is just reps. Mm-hmm. And so get used to sucking at it. Yeah. Cause that's how it goes. Well, and there, but, but there's also a feeling too, that everybody's going to judge you for sucking. I have never once, unless, uh, like, unless I had to pay money to go hear somebody speak and they got up there and bombed, I'd be like, Oh, they sucked. But if I'm at an event and somebody gets up there and I can tell they're nervous and they haven't done this a lot, like I get excited for them. Yeah. Cause that means their shit's so good. Or the fact <laughs> that, that they have to get it out and they're not they're not yeah, ready to I, do this. I, I've heard people speak where they're nervous and the information fumbles or whatever. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, like I almost want to clap for them and be like, you're doing good. Just keep fucking going. Like, what do you think Cal Dietz's early seminars look like? Well, they're like the same thing they look like now. They're fucking <laughs> Easy. <just> brain vomits. <laughs> And I, I love fucking him. love Cal. I love what a fucking lunatic uh, that guy the, is. The best. The I best. only want to hang out with lunatics. I think that's that's what I've come to the realization of. It's like I just want to deal with people that don't operate or or that are that have something in their life that they are completely fucking unreasonable about. That this isn't up for debate. I'm gonna do this weird shit because I have. I'm compulsed to do it. And like Cal shit. It's heady, man. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I've always said from day one, dude, uh, like he fucking solved problems that we were literally obs- like we observed. I saw I've talked about and like all of a sudden, like it's kind of like, uh, um, man, I wish we had telepathy. And you're like, oh, let's talk about that. And then Elon Musk is like, here's my implant. Right. Like I, like that was fucking Cal Dietz. Like all of a sudden we're here. I'm talking. And it was like this problem of like foot strength and this and everything. And he's like, fuck all that. Let's hack it and get right into this. And I thought, and I was like, God damn it. This is so heady. It's so smart. And uh, like, you know, the uh, the way he he uses it is so unique in their environment in terms of athletes that it's not necessarily like you can't one for one it into like some dude in his fucking garage in, you know, Quincy fucking Illinois. No. But like there's pieces of the theme and to be able to look at and break it down. And that's where we looked at it. And I was like, yo, man, you solved some problems that we have identified and I couldn't necessarily figure out how to like take to the consumer. And now we fucking do because you solve these problems. One of the ones uh, he came, he was coming through St. Louis. Uh, his kid was hockey or something like that. So he popped into the podcast and we hung out and was talking about his the infinity drill that he yeah. does for warm I started instituting that and like fascinating fucking thing. I feel sharper. I feel fucking more on point. I feel more balanced. I'm able to did he, recept. Better. Did he show you the hawk? I don't know what the hawk is. Uh, like they were basically doing like like they basically took a hawk and they were holding it and they were doing the ah, infinity stuff. Yes, and, and the head. thing's head doesn't move. Right, and the body moves. And like as we were going through that, he uh, like he he sent me that shit and especially some other stuff too that um that we had found organically 
that he explained why we found organically. One of them was like uh, the post-activation potentiation, the PAP stuff we use. Like something heavy, something dynamic, and like the quality of the movement is better opposed from sitting down and just doing five sets of five and resting in between, being able to go from like like a barbell lift, for example, like a bilateral hip hinge with like a heavy squat to like something dynamic or even like some opposing movement, whether it be a reverse hyper and everything, and being able to move through those movements. And he uses French contrast with three versus PAP, which was two. And so all these things, and what was interesting was that I observed that the quality of the movement was better when we didn't just continue to do the same pattern over and over again. And so then all of a sudden, as I'm talking with him, he like starts explaining why, and then a post, and like, it was like one of those things where I was like, dude, we observed this. And the reason we've done this training and the reason that we've done so much of this, and then he actually gave me a paradigm to work from. And it was like one of those things where it was like, God damn it. So, so why do we? Do that. Uh, the idea is that, uh, um, you know, we get like a de down regulation of like a neuromuscular pathways end up creating a supposedly, you know, like this. And then that we can, you know, basically rewire. I mean, it, fucking Caldeed speak. Yeah. yeah but basically yeah. it's like a neurological response that like if we do the same thing over and over again under load, you start getting a down regulation of like the movement quality. And But if you can like go into opposing movements where if this is a hinge, we'll go into this change, you know different planes of motion up and down, you know, supine, um, prone, and then like, you know, cross pattern, you know, cross patterning all of a sudden now he's like, try this, see if the quality improves. And we saw it fucking end- endlessly. Really? Yeah. yeah. And the, how that is counter culture is what the research says. Say we do a hinge, then they want your second movement to be a hinge as well, but that's all they have researched. Mm. So then there's a lot of thinking within the traditional strength and conditioning field Oh, the research says this. So we do like if, if it's like a bilateral un- or a bilateral hinge, then we'll go to like a unilateral X or Y or which you is know, a lunge or or, or even like a if, single leg. If one's mm-hmm. upright, then either the other one is supine or prone. Okay. And then unilateral mm-hmm. versus bi- like so we use all these different fucking like basically like this whole combination of movements with the garage gym individual in mind. I think yeah. that's key. So what we have to do is that like, you know, uh, you know, Cal gets into a situation like, Hey, like we're going to do fucking 800 pound eccentric single leg squats with three spotters. Yeah. With three spotters, right, right, right. you know, weight release was a whole deal. Like I got some dude in the fucking garage gym who's in there. So like there's, and, and, and even Cal said, he's like, man, cause I, uh, he sent me like, Hey, I want you to put some programming together based on these like, uh, parameters. So I designed my own based on his that we could do with less spotters and kind of in a different environment, send it back to him. And he's like, man, uh, I would have never have thought to like do it in this way. And he's like, but that's not my market. This is the market. I mean, you guys got thousands of people following these programs. And a lot of them are these, you know, so, solo individuals in a garage gym setting that are trying to, you know, work around with a limited deal that don't have access. And he's like, this is fucking intelligent. And I'd hit him up like, Hey, did you ever try this? Did you ever try this? Oh yeah. Yeah. We tried this, you know, like, um, um, you know, like, uh, if yeah, somebody what a cool shortcut to a lot yeah, of, or just but, another person's, but information. It's, it's, it's cool to have it. And, uh, you know, and like, it's really like, especially we've used it to the point where we had a, you're going to love this story. So we had a dude hit us up the other day who, uh, did a consult who, uh, 28 year old kid, Google employee, real high level of Googliness. Good to know. And, uh, he decides like he, he's trying to get into grad school, um, under the guys like, Hey, I'm gonna go to grad school, but there's like this element of like, I might be able to go play football because I still have eligibility. So he doesn't get into grad school. 
is more upset about not getting into grad school because he doesn't get. A we have to, to say football. like grad school MIT. Yeah, to play oh. Division three football. Yeah, MIT. Like, and there was another school. Like the kids, legitimately yeah. smart. Like like a high performer. He's going to MIT. Like he applied to MIT to go to business school. I didn't. Yeah, at any point. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> yeah, Louisiana. So, yeah, State. Yeah. I'm, I'm from La Tech. Yeah, and, right. Uh, uh, so he uh, he's more bummed about the football thing. So decides I got to scratch this itch. Somehow, uh, like gets down, and I I didn't get the story piece of like he ends up with talking to these guys that run a professional league in Mexico for football, American football. Okay. And so he's like, hey, I want to come play. They're like, fuck off. You've never played football before. He was like a pitcher in high school. Is it NFL? Like NFL? There, well, there, there are, are ex-NFL players. There's ex-NFL players. Yeah, that but how it's spelled? NFL? Nah, it's like Mexican football <laughs> league. Like, like, at the end of it? Like <laughs> Mufo. Uh, so uh, he... Pretty much, I think they, they slammed the door on them. And, you know, what I fucking love about kids in this generation is they all know how to leverage technology and social media. Hits them back and it's like, hey, I want to I publicize your league by making a documentary about this Rudy story, about this Google employee who's going to go down and play football. And I want to do this. And the fucking ownership's like, we're in. Sounds great. <laughs> so, so the kid has been training and, and he somehow organically, I think his roommate recommended us, starts following uh, Fieldstrom. And using speed kills, which are string, um, he ends up like dropping like half a second on his forty. Yeah, and uh, our uh, bulking on, bulking puts protocol. on twenty. Yeah, does, does some consoles. puts on twenty one pounds of muscle uh, in the last year, and then drops his deal. And it's been going out and throwing. And he goes to a tryout, so he hits us up, and he's like, "Hey, here's the deal. I'm going to make this fucking documentary. What position is he? Once by quarterback. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which is, right. Never playing football. And he's going to end up in I was this like, deep snapper. Yeah, like, Punter? No, he, he's going to. And I like I like my first question is, is like, are you throwing seven on seven? Like, you know, these dudes are fucking like going to bring some hits. Like, yeah. is, is, is Mexico football like uh, NFL football where you can't even touch Tom Brady? And he's like, I don't think it's like that. Like, we're getting ready to get some fucking heat. heat. Uh, so he, he pitches us on this, but he uses like field strong. He like takes a set, half a second off of his 40, like best shape of his life, put on this muscle. And he's like, man, I'm. So completely fucking blown away by the the power and the strength and just like the efficacy of these fucking program that I'm following online. He's like, I had to reach out to you guys. Like, there's got to be something we can do together. And so he's like kind of pitching this whole thing. And I'm like, you know what? When's the tryout? He's like, ah, oh, it's at the end of the month. I'm like, hit me up the day after. Let me know how it goes. And then we can talk about we'll something. We'll talk about it then. Can, Dude, I, can I say right. my theory with yes. this? Okay. My theory is this dude, Google, big tech. Lizard. No, 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 no. He's he, twenty eight. <laughs> He's a old, lizard person. Hates, Damn it! <laughs> hates his fucking job. Hates his life. Is overpaying his rent. Like his rent's eight thousand dollars a month for no nothing apartment. Yeah. He Where connects in Boston, San Francisco. Okay. Connects with this company, Passion. He's a smart dude. Okay. Well, I know there's a tail end of my time with this company. With physical bits as well. I know, but I'm gonna do what I can. To just show these guys how committed I am to power athlete, and I'm going to ask for a job at the end of this trial. Uh, I'm not going to make. I dude, I tell, that's my theory. I'll tell the you, long con. I'll tell you this, if that's, but is it a con? If that's the case, uh, like just welcome the fact, on, yeah, welcome on, if, nerd. If, if you are that level of hustler, like uh, yeah, if like, you're that level of Google, I'd like to hire you. 
googliness. Yeah, I'm like, willing to bet you can help something we're doing. I was online. like, you know what? Your level of googliness is high, and we are looking for more googliness. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, like Texas, like, him. yeah, this is a long haul. I'm like, <laughs> Matt's like, I want to bang him too. Right. <laughs> can he help me? Is he remote? <laughs> Do I ever have to see him in person? Does oh, he like great. slack? Yeah. He's got a sweet mullet and mustache. Uh, dude, oh, he was rocking him. the fucking uh, um, Gardner uh, Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Uh, dude, I fuck up that kid's name. I want to call him Carter. Uh, Carter Minishu. That's a. Uh, I'm, I'm working toward mustache. I didn't uh, I shaved for the first time in six years. I guess like you know you did, and I, I saw did it. not care for it. I, well, as soon as uh, I did, I was like, I've made a terrible mistake. You were, <laughs> uh, I saw you shave, and all I could think of is you're way more attractive with a beard. Fuck, what? man! I looked at it, and I looked just like my fucking dad. I'm like, man, I look really old, really fast. I'm not sure <laughs> why I made this decision. I was just a fucking thing. I couldn't stop thinking about one morning, and I'm like, fuck you, beard. You got to go. It just felt like something I had too much of an identity to, of like having a beard, and I fucking hate it. Of of just that means it, that means it gets a vote. Uh, I'm some people. It's all uh, they got, I'm fucking though. jealous. Charles's beard. Yeah, if, that's a great one. Mine will never be great. If if I had fucking Charles's beard, I would fucking rock a beard. He grew and that yesterday. Do you just pick a spot on the neck and start shaving up? Well, dude, some people, it's all they got. Dude, uh, you know what's I crazy? If, all I got. Uh, if he didn't shave it, it would grow up through his, his eyes. <laughs> and I'm so fucking jealous. If if I could grow a beard <laughs> under my <laughs> eyes where it just went around my nose, I would totally have Wolfman face. I'm, I'm, uh, waiting, I'm waiting for my mustache to fill in more, and then I'll trim the beard back. Charles, how old? I don't mind a mustache. I can go. How mustache. old was your mustache. first shave? Nine. Six. It had to be eleven. You're like six twelve. Sixth grade. He's yeah. got fucking a full Sixth beard. Sixth grade. I had Sixth grade. no. When I started, so I started growing a beard in 2016 uh, at 33 or four, and it just like I had like my fucking face covered in sugar ants for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, why is that guy so dirty? <laughs> and it's so uncomfortable. It's so it itchy. It like one of those fuzzy things that you try to put the beards on with magnetic <laughs> fucking iron uh, in the thing. Team America World Police. Oh, God. It's exactly <laughs> what I look like. I was a little concerned when I was like, it'll come back better than that, surely. And it, I'm, I'm happy it has. <laughs> so what, what was it? Did you get some like, did somebody DM you for your no, face routine? No, it was just. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Uh, just got sponsored by Manscaped and it's time for it to go. So there is a fact check. False claim that 28 CEOs have stepped down during Ghislaine Maxwell's trial. So I guess they came Not out with true. a fact check and said it was fake news. But there's some interesting observations like, uh, like at the time of the uh, Epstein, when all that went down, at that time... Is when Bill Gates, like that report came out with Bill Gates, Bill mm. Gates and Epstein, yeah, ha- having Bill, meetings. Bill Gates' fucking wife that's divorced when, him because he's a fucking that, sicko. But Melinda Dude. Gates, she hired a divorce attorney. My favorite when those reports line came out. I've heard about Bill Gates in the last I don't know however long. For, fuck it, my favorite line I've ever heard about Bill Gates was Rogan. I don't remember who he's talking to, and he's like. I'm pretty sure I could push a finger through him if I had to. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look at him. Like, no. I'm willing to bet. Like, if you tape these two fingers together, I could fucking give him the business. Like, I bet I could fucking get into his heart. You know, uh, I'm a Rogan fan, but I'm actually more of a fan of him now from the story that the guy's like, hey, we should go out with our families. And he's like, why the fuck, fuck would, would I do, I do that? that? You fucking work for me. Get the fuck out of here like, and pick I, up your paycheck on the way out. What do you think? Why, we're friends? Would I do that? He's like, I'm too over here sucking Cameron Haynes' dick. That guy yeah. just ran a hundred miles. That guy's a stud. That guy's a beast. 
Like, interesting fuck, dude. Dude, that guy's running 100 miles and fucking, and at the end of the 100 miles, he's killing an elk. <sighs> he's an interesting dude. Yeah. I mean, look, Cam's a guy that seems to be doing things he's into. Yeah. I can't be mad about that. No, not at all. Yeah, but when have you ever been mad about somebody who's doing what they fucking want to do? Uh, never. Never. Nor have I had any interest in getting out of the way of that. Matt, I imagine you're familiar with the term Ikigai. I'm not. What? Charles, can, uh, I have no idea how to Jamie, pull guys. up Ikigai. It's a Japanese term. Ikigai. I don't speak I. as much Japanese Ikigai. as you'd think. Essentially, it's a four it's a four yeah. circle Venn diagram, meaning how you're finding your your vocation, your job in life. Like what makes a difference in the world? What makes you happy? Like I should have totally brought a joint for today. <laughs> if I could sit around and shoot the shit, it'd be great. Wait, you didn't yeah. think we were gonna sit, sit around and just fucking get weird? Well, I, it's my own mistake. <laughs> it's my own mistake. Uh while Charles is taking thirty minutes, the <laughs> any any exciting hate brand goods on the way that you're um, pumped about? What we got? Um, really excited! Like so, women's line stuff. Uh, yeah, Bonnie saw, started. I saw Bonnie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She you you had her kind of in a superhero. Well, deal. Fuck, do I know about women's clothes? Nothing. And so clearly, over the last eight years of doing this with the brand, it's not exactly been our best selling shit. And so. What? Oddly, same for us at Power Up. Yeah, weird. You have a, hard, a large male demographic. Yeah, we got a lot of dudes. Like we sell a lot of male shorts, but we uh, surprisingly uh, we sold a lot of sports bras on a lot of tights this year. Right on. So yeah, yeah right on. Mentioned. Right. Um, yeah. So having Bonnie kind of help get on the creative director side of that with the with the lady stuff would be really fun. I'm nice. excited about that. And then um, our drop at the end of the month is the uh, complacency kills the soul mm. uh, stuff. So. Yeah, I love, I love seeing black t-shirts with white yeah, printing. They're new. Yeah. I don't uh, know if anyone's ever done them. <laughs> Good oh. for fucking Jeff Bezos. I'm going to be dead honest. You know what? Uh, so I told you my Bezos story, did I? No. Oh, fuck. Okay, so that's Lauren Sanchez. So for those of you guys that don't know, that's Lauren Sanchez. Lauren Sanchez was a, or was at one point, she was a newscaster in LA. Mm-hmm. She and Tony Gonzalez have a kid together. Right. Nico, who I know from knee high. Like, I've known Nico forever. And so uh, it comes out that, uh, you know, when Bessels breaks up, Lauren Sanchez was the other woman. Ah. And so I go to Tony's Hall of Fame deal and I get there early and I, I, I like walk in. Uh, I see Strahan and I hadn't seen Stray in years. So we're over there fucking just laughing, bullshitting. And all of a sudden I see Lauren roll up and she's like, I'm so I'm standing there. Yeah, there it is. Wow. Yeah, there's Nico. Oh, fuck. Look at them. <laughs> God damn you, Tony. You son of a bitch. And there's yeah. Nico, Tony's son. And uh, yeah. Man. Lawrence and Nico wow. and Tony's dad, former NFL, Tony Gonzalez. God damn. Oh, yeah. This was then they were down in St. Bart's. Good for fucking Jeff Bezos, man. Right? So uh, like, so I'm standing there and Lauren walks up and is like, oh, hey, uh, you know, Michael on there fucking then he comes over and then introduces us. And I'm like, hey, Jeff, it's nice to meet you. My wife's a huge fan of your fucking Amazon. She orders from you. Yeah. She's a big fan of your website. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which website is it? And he's like a HTTP yeah. colon backslash Flash. backslash www yeah. uh, Amazon.com. <laughs> he's looking pretty fucking diesel, dude. Dude, fucking good for him, dude. For sure. What's that? Test. For sure. Why wouldn't he be? I hope he's taking I'm everything. On, uh, Test. Why? Why? I, I don't understand why anyone's not. Definitely getting stem cells. Good for him. Every fucking day, I hope I he gets stem cells. I hope he's getting exosomes fucking injected into the head of his penis. Yo, if I've hit the fucking high score in life. 
of being Jeff Bezos and having the resources that at Jeff this Bezos point, I I'm just trying to live forever. No, well, uh, at this point, just fucking, hey, you know what? Take care of it. I'm just going to be over here fucking slaying my hot girlfriend. <sighs> you good, good for him. him. Good for him. Uh, what's the name of his boat, Charles? Uh, dude, the guy built a rocket ship that looked like a penis, like fucking Austin Powers. Dr. Evil. God damn it. Yeah. Did you did you hear fucking Leonardo DiCaprio save some guy in his yacht? Yeah. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> Good for him. Like, there's some distress signal. He's on his yacht doing whatever Leonardo DiCaprio does on fucking yachts. I bet that ride would be a good one of like, can I punch into VR and just cruise through Leo's uh, you know, 20 to 40? The thing, <laughs> like, the thing that I like about him is a uh, chick turns 25. She's too old and he fucking gets rid of her. He only dates <laughs> chicks that are 24 and uh, 364 one days. Of, one of my favorite lines I ever saw was Hugh Hefner. And it was some interview and it was during like the... Uh, the whole thing when he's on reality TV with the girls. I met him during that time. Okay. F was a fucking total weirdo. Of course he was also he in is. his fucking 80s. Of like, course he's super fucking weird by that point. Yeah, he was strange. Back to everything we just said about the power money thing. F has been surrounded by <clears throat> top class women. Yeah, legit. Forever. Yeah. And so. I mean, Wilt Chamberlain used to come and knock on his door. Right. So. This I think it was Kendra or one of the girls in the interview is like, what's it like dating someone so old? And she says, like, well, I've never dated anyone over 23. And Hef said, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, you're a fucking king. Uh, well done, sir. Dude, uh, speaking of kings, uh, Charles, we talked about this on the podcast uh, recently. But Charles and I were talking about it. Drake? Dude. What about Drake? So oh. Drake fucking slid into some Instagram models DMs, Whoops. showed up, banged her, took the condom off, went in the bathroom, threw it in the trash, broad went in there, tried to fucking take the condom and turkey baster. Her. He had put hot sauce in there. Oh, and so she champion. she burned herself up and then tried to file a lawsuit against him for basically fucking torturing her Poisoning vagina. Her? Good for Drake. Right? Gangster. That's what a fucking, fucking gangster also, move. Why? There's no way that there wasn't a toilet. I don't understand why you. He just didn't throw it. in the toilet. I don't know. He threw it in the trash. Probably. Cause fuck fucking you. Because <laughs> fuck you. Plan. Yeah, he's like, you know what? This bitch is gonna fucking try to turkey baster this thing. I'm gonna put hot sauce in there. So he's rolling around with some Taco Bell hot sauce. Puts it in the condom. Throws it in the there. TB hot sauce in his bag. I mean, like, dude, what if he got? He, he's, he's like rolling in. He's like, I don't go anywhere without a little Taco Bell hot sauce because I got to put that shit in there. Yo, if one of my buddies put his wallet on the table and instead of like a condom ring on it, there's a hot sauce packet. That's the fucking fattest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude, he makes me really happy. If you're like, are you going to talk about hot sauce? Yeah, yeah, but it's not for the reason you think. It's Lou. It's it's so when, <laughs> it's so when I bang chicks, I put it in the condom. So when they try to turkey baster me. They get fucking caught. It's the reason you. The think. term is mainline, John. So, so, dude, I'm not a Drake fan. I'm a Drake fan, hundred uh, percent. Dude, the fact that he's that gangster and he gets sued on this one, like at that point, we just need to crowdsource and fucking raise some money to pay her off. Yeah, I mean, he's got enough money to just fucking. That'd be that definitely raises Drake from the side of soft. Ah, uh, you know, he goes to fucking LeBron James kids basketball, like. Hey, man, right on. Look, I'm not mad at Drake. No, I'm not mad at him at all. But Drake's doing great. I, I bet Drake's having a good time. I just love the fact that he's out there just slaying Instagram civilians. What I don't understand of people not having a good time, like I just can't for the life of me understand that pe- people currently yelling about the government on social media. That, uh, like, man, if, if I was to own a garage full of supercars, 
and a giant home and all these type of things and resources. Like I, I don't have any of those and I can insulate myself from this bullshit. Why would I have those things and then spend my day inside yelling at the TV? I don't. Well, I, I think it's because people don't have enough to be angry about. Like, think about this, right? Like, uh, I remember watching the documentary. Yo, so stop being fucking angry. Well, no, but I, I remember watching this documentary um, about uh, there was a, like in Africa, there was this girl's school. And these girls basically had to get up at 3 a.m. because they had to run five miles to get fresh water to come back. So they had to run five, come back five with, and run with water, mind you. And then they would fucking basically bring water, cook, whatever. Then they had like a, basically a hike that they had to get to, to the bus to take them to school, which was like a two hour drive. Right. On that hike, they had to like avoid lions right. and people trying to like kidnap them and sell them into sex slavery. So they had to be like super stealthy. So 3 a.m., they get like a 10 mile run. By five, they get everything done. They got like a two mile like a uh, hike to like through, you know, thorns, lions, poachers, uh, fucking sex traders, the whole deal. Get on a bus to go to school to learn. And then they come home and they got to do it all over again. You know what they don't care about? Obesity. <laughs> obesity, <laughs> social media, all this other shit, because like they're literally trying to better themselves in survival. I think what we've gotten is we've gotten to a point where like we don't have enough shit to be mad about. So yeah. they're just searching for shit. Now, uh, I, I argued with um, I'm on a text chain with Rob and Doc Parsley about this. Uh, like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, hey, man, is this how it, how it's always been? I mean, did you know you, you got JFK having threesomes in the pool? Uh, you know, right. I mean, you got like all these crazy fucking Yo, stories. The government lies to us. Yeah, the government lies to us. J. Edgar Hoover, the Bay of Pigs. That's been super uh, consistent. You know, uh, can be getting assassinated by the fucking CIA who, you know, who's mixing it up with the mob because, you know, Bobby Kennedy comes in. I mean, all this shit is well established. So we know that these aren't conspiracy theories, even though the CIA coined that term. These are legitimately things that happened. Like, I don't think there's anybody in this country that actually thinks Lou, uh, Lee Harvey Oswald Killed Kennedy, and then Jack Ruby, who was so upset about the killing of Kennedy, showed up and popped him. No. The- Jack Ruby, a low-level gangster, shows up because he's so distraught that Kennedy gets killed that he fucking caps that dude. No, he capped him because that dude was going to talk. Yep. Right? So, like, and we know that, uh, um, uh, you know, Frank Sinatra, you know, the Teamsters, that whole connection with getting Kennedy elected by getting the Teamsters involved in exchange for them opening up the casinos and letting the, te- the, uh, the mob get down to uh, Cuba. All that whole thing's the embargo. I mean, they killed him over that. Like, yeah, yeah. We, like we know all that. I mean, dude, you have Oliver Stone. Who's I haven't even, seen the new one yet. Yeah, I mean, you have Oliver Stone on on Ken, on uh, Rogan, who's not even talking about this anymore because it's already fucking established. Right. He's like, I don't need to rehash this. Yeah, I did it 15, 20 years, 20 years ago. ago and it was, movie, and yeah, yeah, it was, it was right uh, everybody saw it. So, like, uh, like, everybody knows this. I guarantee there's not a single person that'd be like, what do you mean the government didn't kill Kennedy? Like, well, like come on, dude. Like, we fucking know. So, the, the issue comes down to, is this how it's always been? We've just never had this access to information because of technology. Like I, I think that's a big chunk of it. I really do. That even look, I can I can get people that want to fucking gloss over conspiracy. I get that. But for me, like simple stuff. At the beginning of last year, the card the government played was we don't need mask. And then two weeks later said, We do, we knew it, uh, but we need them to get to first responders, yeah. hospital staff, all those type of things, right? Which Lie or not, I believe would be a virtuous reason, if true. So I'll accept that. But the card you played was, we can't tell you the truth in an emergency because we believe you'll fuck it up because you're too stupid. 
to fucking behave. Yeah. And we prove that time and time again with toilet paper or any yeah. of these other type of things or any of our I reactions. still want to know. You they think, treat us this you, way. You think there's people that Some still have hundreds of fucking rolls of I toilet paper so. in their garages? I hope so. I hope so. Because those people tried to return it and they were like, fuck you. They, they also could have spent $30 on a fucking bidet. <laughs> And had infinite toilet paper, you gross fuck Americans. Quit wiping your asshole with dry sheets of paper. I'm with you. Fucking change your life. You yeah. goddamn bunch of animals. Yeah. We're just getting the shower. Uh, either one. Dude, if if I met you, and like if I ran into you today and I was like, hey, John, you have a little bit of human shit on your face, like right in the edge of your beard. <laughs> And I was like, oh, here's a Kleenex. And he'd be like, nah, dog, I'm going to shower. Yeah. <laughs> like, I need a fucking oh, hot shower. I'm burning these clothes and I'm going to shower. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't like, ask me how we got uh, that. I'll, I'll tell you this. since uh, just a little known story since you're maybe not going to have kids. But uh, so we had the twins. Be real I, confusing I, if I did. Uh, yeah. Obviously, it was uh, needless to say, we were extremely sleep deprived. So like in the no. middle of the night, like uh, we're deep in the throes of this and I go to, you know, like uh, get the kids ready and get them into the position to breastfeed the whole deal. So I'm trying to like uh, pull the diaper off of my daughter. And as I'm taking it, like her diaper off, she's just diarrhea is on my arm and I'm so tired. I took like the handy wipe and just wiped it off through the trash, got all ready, got her into position and just went back to bed. And it was like two days later when I finally showered and as <laughs> I was in the shower, I was like, Man, I had baby shit all over that arm. And I was like, as I was scrubbing it, and I was so fucking tired that it didn't even bother me for like two days. Nah, and, too tired. Uh, and uh, that, so I've always been like, people are like, oh, this is, I'm like, just just wait till you're sleep deprived and you're in the middle of the throes of having fucking twins. Baby shit's on you. That's the last thing you're worried about. You're like, ah, it's baby shit. It's like, I got I got to piss. It's like breast milk. Before we cover uh, the, the Japanese word, I can't pronounce. Oh, ikigai. <laughs> just like booze, you have to treat weed the same way. Luckily, there's no calories and there's no hangover. So uh, explain this with with weed. Like, yeah. uh, like, is it kind of like alcohol? Like, um, like you like, hey, like one beer is fine. A dozen, you're fucked up. Like one hit of weed, you're like okay. But then if you were to take like twelve hits of weed, you'd be like drunk like twelve beers for sure. But no different than alcohol. Like your tolerance changes, right? Like so, high school me isn't drinking three beers here and continuing this conversation. Yeah, I'm shitty and way out of it. Um, so the better you get at drinking, if it's not a fucking problem for you, uh, the window of buzz is better, right? It gets wider. Same deal with weed. Mm. Like, so now that my tolerance is superhuman, it's a lot. Um, the window that's awesome. So is like really wide, I have to, I have to put in effort of scale of fucked. like high school on one <clears> side <throat> and then Willie Nelson on the other. Where are you? I would put myself like eight out of 10, but the ramp up from eight out of 10 is a really exponential growth of, of tolerance. Mm. Uh, we were, we invested in and, and, and has some friends in the weed business in California. And so uh, I'd gone out there to work with these guys, uh, 800 pound mantra and uh, we're printing apparel for some of the weed folks out there and uh, sat and smoked with those dudes. And those guys are operating at a different level than I am. <laughs> uh, that's like Turley. Right. And so yeah. like they're, it's all hash and dabs. Yeah. They with like, them, yeah, right? there's like uh, the vaping, mm -hmm. the dad, like the, yeah. Like there's so all, the dabs are great. There's like a whole a, level of this weed stuff that uh, when I did some branding for the, um, we had a, yeah, I kind of moonlighted some of the stuff we were in California too. 
I was completely fucking amazed with the vaporizers and the technology and all this other shit. I was like, I just thought it was people that were like rolling big Bob Marley fucking. That's my preferred method is roll a joint. And I like smoking a joint, like smoking a blunt. Um, I like smoking flour. That's my preferred method. And also I like that because the whole vape pin thing. uh, Feels like metaverse to me. It feels like I don't want you confused about what I'm doing here. Well, you can't run this off as like maybe that's a jewel pen and nicotine. Like, nah, it's a fucking joint. No, like I would much rather like, hey, if we're gonna go out and cut trees, let's cut trees. Yeah, and let's go out and fuck some shit up. A poster, I'm like, let's do it in the metaverse. Yeah. I, like, I, I like, yeah. Also, it's fucking cool sharing a joint with your friends. It's yeah. not cool sharing your vape pen. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> because anytime, uh, like every um, anytime I see somebody vape, I like, um, God, what was it? Uh, do you remember in the water boy when he like, like imagines like the coach's head as a baby? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the minute I see somebody vape, I see the same thing, but a huge, um, fucking dildo. Oh, it uh. looks like the minute somebody vapes that they're just basically <clears throat> mouth fucking, uh, taking a huge fucking dildo. Well, I was going to quote Kenny powers when he talks to his friend, Clegg, he's seen season fucking one. Clegg. Out yeah. here giving RoboCop a blowjob. <laughs> yeah. RoboCop a blowjob. I'm like, he's, oh. got, he's been huffing paint. I'm like, His you're over there pulling on your fucking huge fucking fake dong. Like, uh, it just looks awful. Look, there, looks, there's a time and a place for vape pens. It's called movie theaters and airplanes. <laughs> it's why they should exist. It's so mm-hmm. I can be high in places I'm not supposed to smoke. You're not supposed to smoke in airplanes? No. Yeah, they not frown super upon into that. But smoke in the airport? Yeah, bathroom, whatever. Hit, hit, hit the vape pen. You're good to go. Or edibles. There's great ways to be high in public. Um, edibles can still get super dangerous. You can you can way overshoot that one. Yeah. Uh, I would have a pretty tough time at this point, like overshooting, smoking a joint or like a bong. Uh, the wax or like doing hash or dabs. Uh, that's different. But uh, rookie the, question: What's a dab? So dab would be like concentrate. So it just looks like wax. Um, it's like just golden wax, and you would drop it into <clears throat> a dab rig. And so it's superheated glass with a blowtorch. So you heat it up to like 510. It looks like smoking degrees. Like it looks like you're smoking crack. Except the rigs are cool. They're just cool bongs with a different contraption. And so essentially like what you're getting from that is just pure THC and terpene flavor, which is great. And so uh, those guys hosted a thing recently called Legends of Hashish Mm -hmm. and like brought in all these makers from around the world. And so they sent me the 24 like uh, entries for the contest. Mm. And so I've got them at the house working, working through them. It's in a day. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I'm usually it takes you a month like, to recover. <laughs> like one or two rips on that are pretty, pretty solid move. But um, that high is really interesting because like my head doesn't get cloudy, but the body's done. Just mm. super nice. Um, we get a little stupid in the head over enough of it. Um, edibles will just completely crush you if you overshoot. Yeah. Uh, they're great. They're great. They're like a time release for sleep. This is the way you should treat it. <laughs> Take a bite of this and go lay down. That's it. You're like, oh, okay. So we're going to, I need something to keep administering weed while I'm asleep. This is the round. <laughs> but yeah, edibles don't kick in for like 90 fucking minutes. And so everyone's typical fuck up with edibles is like, I don't feel anything. Let me have some more. And then they double down. And so at, it's not like if you waited 80 minutes and you're like, oh, I doubled down that the next dose shows up 90 minutes after that. They all make friends inside and show up at the same time. <laughs> no matter what that fucking amount is, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> so then what happens when you're at, oh, no, do you have to just, oh, I go, just ride just it out? Just get flat. 
That's the idea. I'm like, oh, what's the worst case scenario here? I just go to bed. That's the overdose. It's like, oh, I'm too high. I guess I'll go to sleep. <laughs> I don't have any paranoia. I don't have any of those issues with it. Uh, the only negative side effect is like me convincing myself not to order cookies. <laughs> I just wasn't built with enough. <laughs> like, I'm not supposed to defend myself from the fact that cookies can be delivered hot at any time, like before 2, before 2 a.m. Who, who delivers cookies? Insomnia cookies and another one called Hotbox. Well, that actually originated in Austin with Tiff's Treats. Hell yeah. Really? You can order cookies at any time of the day? Yeah. Good 20 years ago. Hot cookies. Did you know I've never I've never do. ordered food online? Why? I, I'm never, I, I've never well, ordered. Well, they can't find this damn place. No, I, I've, I've never ordered food online. Uh, oh, yeah. Your house would be brutal. I've just never ordered food online. That makes sense. Uh, like I've never like placed an Amazon order and had them deliver anything. Pizza. Do you know the last time I ordered a pizza was? Probably college. You did though. Yeah, it's true in college. But I had to use a yeah, telephone. That's not online. That was, yeah, I, I've never used you one online. Like 56K. Yeah, no, I picked right? up a phone and I called fucking. On the uh, line. Uh, uh, Sounds like, like a um, Robocop. There was a place called Krusty's Pizza that used to bring uh, two extra large pizzas and wings for like 20 bucks. And that was that's like, that was like our. And then, the, then they started these things called Krusty Sticks where they just. Think about this genius. They took two pizzas, smashed them God. together. So like the the pizza out, uh, crust is on the outside. This is the innovation we need. Put it in the oven, cooked it a little bit, and then sliced them into strips. And then those showed up, and they were called crusty sticks. Genius. That's so it was awesome. two pizzas smashed together, cut into strips. Like at that point, we never ordered a fucking pizza again. Uh, well, that's the innovation going on in Berkeley. I'm into Dude, some inspiration. It, and, 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 from and the best the is, it, 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 yeah. like, it was fucking twenty bucks, and then they showed up with dipping sauces. So like we would uh, like I remember there was like uh, during the summer um, I dated this girl who was like a, a rower so she was like six foot like probably about a buck seventy five she had like a legit twenty fucking dead hang pull ups she was an absolute fucking savage <laughs> right. and, and I remember what just a note on that the acceptance of the woman is like twenty dead hang pull ups not like her attributes or appearance not her no, performance no she was a savage dude in the weight room she was an absolute beast. And the best part was she was bigger than yeah. my roommate. Right. He, he wasn't six feet. And he claimed to be six feet. And she was six feet. She was way bigger than him. And he was claimed <laughs> to be. He's wearing like, tall boots on her curtain he, he claimed to be like 175, 180. She was every bit. And she was way bigger than him to the point where I was like, dude, you ain't fucking six foot 175. She's six foot 175. So she I dated a girl in college about the same size. So she would come over. And I remember we lived next door to a supermarket. So she'd come over. And then uh, it's funny. We were hanging out. And she's like, you want to get some crusty sticks? And I was like. Do I? Let's get them. And then we would sit there and house these things. She was the best. Like for the mere fact that like this chick, like regardless, I remember uh, uh, Kevin Doherty was my roommate. He was like, I don't think I've ever seen a woman eat like that. And I'm turned on. Yeah. He (laughs) was like, like, women get this, this right. She right. wants to eat bullshit food with you, lift weights and bang. Yeah. And uh mm. and, and she was a badass. And like the funny part was like Doe would be like, Hey, uh, she come on over, I'll, I'll make sure to get extra. And so he would like I'd send him over to get stuff. And he would legitimately, as he would say, and Doe was from like Central California, he's like, I feel like I gotta make her a man's portion. And I was like, You need to treat her. I think she needs a man portion. And I remember Doherty was like, She's the best. I've never seen a woman eat like that. And I was like, She was a fucking she had twenty dead hang pull ups, dude. She was a fucking how do you think she's doing? You try to fucking find her on anything? Uh, no, I'm happily married. No, no, no. That's not the point. I don't know what she's doing. Every once in a while, like, I'll just have someone creep in. 
from fucking way back. And I'm like, I wonder if I can locate this person on uh, any of the social medias. And my, I can't for the most part. Uh, I'm like, my girlfriend from uh, Aaron that I dated, uh, she ended up, she, she had a cool job. She was a uh, model. You know, like when Surfer Magazine goes on location, there'll be like dudes surfing in some far off place and there's like a hot chick on the beach. Mm. That was her job. She was the hot chick in the pictures. So Your she, life's a lot different than most people. So I yeah. want you to know that. <laughs> yeah. So that was her job. And she met some dude in Australia and ended up moving to Australia and getting married to some surfer dude. And I think she got two kids. And, I, and I only know this because uh, when I was on Kelly Starrett's podcast, she listened to it. And she hit me up. She's like, ah. I turned on and saw it. Like, how's everything? And she like, you know, she got two like, you know, super cute kids. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm married. I, you know, and super just, fucking cool. Yeah, su- super friendly. Like, I'm stoked that everything's going yeah. well for you. Best of luck to you. Yeah, it's really cool. Every once in a while, like checking back in with someone from your past and being like, holy shit, everything's going great. That's yeah. wonderful to hear. <laughs> uh, you know, it's better than somebody like DMing you, like, are you still married? And you're like, why are you divorced? Because I'm fucking happily married. My wife's amazing. Like, yeah. I, I can't speak uh, volumes enough about how wonderful my wife is. It's great. Yeah. No, I mean, I got uh, uh, three hilarious kids that I cannot stop laughing at. Like, they. Uh, yeah, I remember, so the, I, the first time we came out and hung out, and we were in Newport, and we filmed and did all that, and we came to the house and cooked and ate. Yeah. Your wife is so pregnant. <laughs> at that point that's right. and like you have this cabinet full of supplements and you're just feeding the girls <laughs> whatever it is and, was, uh, was she pregnant with cash or did she already have the girls i think the girls were in existence okay because this would have been like 2015 2016 yeah 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 so the girls were born in 11 but she was very pregnant yeah she she was yeah she's pregnant with cash and like the next time i came to hung out i'm like oh totally different human <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, well, my wife's not a big person. And right. so so the hilarious part was when she was pregnant with the twins, she was so pregnant that like people would just get out of her way. <laughs> they would like, like she'd go places and people would be like, like almost like. Was it just shift weight from left uh, to right? Poor woman. Like, dude, her, like she was so upset because her feet got so swollen that I ended up buying Normatec boots and like trying to pump like the swelling out of her feet. Uh, dude, she was miserable. Like, I like. Like I like there's like the you always hear these women are like, oh, like this pregnancy was so beautiful. It was this like wonderful thing. And I just remember my poor wife not being able to roll over in bed. And she's like, this is really bad. I can't roll over in bed. She's like, can you help me? And I'm like trying to roll over. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, man. Uh, Yeah, it'd be real weird if it was us that had to do that. uh, Yeah, we species would have died early. Yeah. Not a great plan well, for us. And what's crazy is uh, I got a here. I'll show you the picture. Do you get a laugh out of this? So my daughter is 10. So there they are lined up. Holy shit. Yeah. So my daughter at 10 is, uh, she's got her. Uh, Yeah. She's tall. My wife's like, well, I didn't marry you because I wanted short kids. It's fucking weird that now, like I've been around long enough with my actual friends, like you or Kelly or any of these people that like Kelly and I've been friends for now a long fucking time. And so like, I've seen his kids grow up. So dude, first time I, I, or I, I knew Kelly slept on his couch and I remember in the middle of the night getting up because I thought he was making cappuccino. Like I like little, little night woke up and I heard this shh and I thought it was a cappuccino, like frothing milk. And I went in there and it was Kelly holding, uh, um, uh, not Juliet, but, or, um, um, uh, probably bear. Yeah. So it was bear and he, and she was a baby and she was like in the middle of the night, like crying. So he was walking around like, shh, like trying to like do the baby noises to get her to stop. And, you know, now that I have kids, I know that sound. But I got up and I was like, we have a cappuccino? He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was like, I, were you in here frothing milk? He's like, no, I'm trying to tra- quiet the kid down. And this is when they lived in, you know, this shitty fucking walk up in San Francisco before they moved. And I'm sleeping on his couch. And uh, 
Yeah, dude, that was like, I mean, uh, um, uh, his kids were just little babies and it's so interesting when, uh, or, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing when, uh, before COVID we went to a football game with Kelly and, uh, Juliet and the kids, and then we brought our kids and to see how much they'd grown up, but then to see it now, like it fucking blows my mind. Cause I remember them as like, Georgia is like yeah. a little tiny girl. Yeah, dude. And then same. Caroline is like, like literally holding her like as like this. And well, then I see him now. The Caroline must've been eight. Or seven when we did the Grand Canyon. Like, that's a big trip. <laughs> yeah. To sleep outside for two weeks. Yeah, it'd be fine. Everything's yeah, fine. Yeah, they'll sort it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. There's a little bit of crying every day. Kids are resilient. <laughs> that's the best thing I know. But man, it's uh, like, I mean, even the fact that like, you know, my kids are, my daughters are 10. Like, it, it completely blows my mind that uh, I'll have arguments. So, in the car this morning, we were arguing about like... Uh, um, like we listen to different music. And so we were trying to like, um, like different genres. And so I've been trying to like get the girls like an appreciation of like Led Zeppelin and how rock music kind of evolved in this whole deal. And so we were in the car and like, uh, I think it was like old country music was what we were listening to today. And so Dolly Parton comes on and it's like uh, nine to five. I woke up and I poured myself a cup of ambition and Jamie's like, what's this cup of ambition? Is that whiskey? I'm like, no, it's coffee. Why would ambition be whiskey? People aren't ambitious in the morning. Like, like, who's getting uh, like up to drink alcohols? And she's like, "Whoa, there's it's a, a lot metaphor. of people." I was. She's like, "There's probably a lot of people that wake <laughs> right. up in the morning and start drinking whiskey." And I was like, "No, they don't. Well, maybe some, but like a cup of a ambition couple. is a code name for a big cup of coffee." And she's like, "Well, coffee sounds like an addiction too." And I'm like, uh, "Wow, I can't, I can't argue with that." She's like, "You and mom have coffee." I'm like, "Every single day." And you know hey. what? I don't want a life without coffee. I tell you what, you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some addictions. Let's not pretend uh, yeah. It's like uh that's the yeah. But yeah, like it's it's funny to sit there and have your kids and be like, you know, I remember when you shit on me when you were a baby, and now I'm over here arguing with you the efficacy of coffee first thing in the morning. Do you think it's gonna be weird when you're just like, oh, here's the keys leaving a vehicle? Uh, you're now just allowed that I'm not allowed to ask you where you're going for uh, some reason. You know, I, I try to explain it to them constantly. Like at some point, um, like I won't be here. To, to guide you and like not even like the metaphorical like I'll die but yeah, like yeah. at some point you'll go out in the world and be your own person and like you'll just check in with us to try to fill us in on your life like now it's like wake up brush your teeth all the things I'm trying to teach you are all framework for you guys going forward because at some point you're gonna you're gonna be doing something you're like oh I haven't talking to my I, I haven't called and talked to my parents in two weeks yep and you know what like that part actually is more hurtful than anything <sighs> that the fact that like you know, because think about it, like, you know, like, yeah, I'm like, aware I have I a mean, mom. Yeah, I, I know you have a mom. <laughs> you know? I have a mom, too. And like, I'd like think about this, like there was a point where like, you know, your whole world revolves around these people and your parents live in this environment and they get you. And like my mom's like, you know, the job of the parent, you know, get the kid ready. Make sure they're, you know, feel like you've done the good job. And uh, not that I think every, like uh, I'm, I hate those people like everybody should have kids. No, they shouldn't. No, there's a ton of people that shouldn't have kids. Yeah, I'm one of them. And there's a lot of people. That have kids that shouldn't have had kids, right. who felt obligated to have them, well, right? Like, and you make that decision before before a lot of people ever wake up and turn on. Yeah, of like, oh shit, I'm thirty. I followed the plan of being told what to do in their life, and like, I think that's one of the issues, right? Is most people are told you're going to go to school, you do this, this is the path, this is go to school, you get a job, you get educated. Dude, you were on that path. I was on it. I was Dude, totally you, on it. You were a corporate drone, married. Yeah. You know, um, we're gonna have kids, and things are good. And, yeah, and, and then you know bad. what? And then they weren't. And then they weren't. Yeah, and then and then you the did a one eighty. Being not being athletic anymore was the was the big change of like, oh, 
all I could see forward, man, was normalcy. And I was super bummed out. I also saw normalcy and being really in pain. Yeah. And like walking around with a crutch and doing all that. And man, if I'm fucking honest, like, yeah, there's no way I'm riding the clock out on a fucking crutch and a shitty knee and I can't go upstairs. Yeah. Something would have fucking got me way before old age would have. <laughs> Let's be real fucking clear. Old age isn't what's going to get old Matt Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? And uh, fuck him if he tries. Yeah. Best of luck, bud. Yeah. <laughs> my, my income and in modern science, I live to be 150, 160. No problem. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I don't want to live to be that old. I just want to li- like, I would just take, I want to be uh, 25 to 35, tell him fucking 80, and then just fucking peel out. If, is there any, if you could pick like at any chapter in your life that like, that's the machine you get to run with forever. Yeah. It would have been, uh, Probably like 20, 26, 27. I would have taken that one for the fucking, I'd, I'd take that. If I was like, I always think like if I got the chance to like become a vampire where like freezes time. Yeah, like yeah, there, yeah. That's basically there, the question. There was right? a moment right in time where I would be like, that's that would have been my vampireness. Yeah, I'm afraid this is the one I go with. Like even with a shitty fake knee. I don't want to be fucking fat like that guy was forever. Yeah, no, eventually you, he's done throwing. Well, the the best is when I'll see you post those videos and I'll be like, oh, fuck. L- lunchy. Meanwhile, that guy's wildly more athletic than yeah. I but I was, I was about to <laughs> yeah. say, that guy moved. No, I mean, dude, shit. you were fucking like spinning. I mean, you 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 remind me of the dancing bear in the fucking yeah. Russian circus, circus bear man. Yeah, and dude, you were fucking athletic as shit. Super fun. Sport. Lunchy, lunchy, lunchy. That's the word that we used to lunchy. use in the NFL. Like like when a dude like looked like like I, I don't know like like somebody said like we think of that guy. Lunchy. He looks a little lunchy. <laughs> And, uh, that was a code name for uh, your fucking like like the type of fat where like if I were to put my finger oh, in real hard it would stay indented. That's lunchy. I've had more than one time where I had to, <laughs> God damn it I had to have surgery on my leg for like cellulitis. <laughs> I could just push it. I had the clay leg. It happens. That's lunchy. Yeah, does no and, not uh, everybody deal with the clay leg uh, at some point dude, in their existence? I remember there was a dude that's back. His back was lunchy. They were like working on him. They pushed, oh, wow. and I could see the fingers in there, and I was like, that's lunchy. Oh, and I, God, I can't remember who fucking used that term. He's like, well, he looks a little lunchy. lunchy. And ever since then, I've used that one. Well, earlier, Matt was like, Air, would you say memory foam? Yeah, you made a memory foam. <laughs> That's like, I'm willing to bet like old me, you could have like mushed onto the Peanuts <laughs> comics and then peeled it up and like been like, oh, it's there. <laughs> like, silly buddy. <laughs> I do have all this interesting extra skin now that I've lost weight. Well, uh, do you like, I don't so, notice like, it. No, no, no. But like. How much does your skin Whoa. on your bicep pull? Not that much. Let's see. Right? Like it yeah, it's 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 interesting. What do you just have extra skin? Yeah, it's just fucking there, man. It ain't going anywhere. No, yours didn't do that. You've been about the same size. Yeah, I've been like the same size for like, like the last ten years. Even this, it's just like it just moves. Oh well. I'm gonna fucking do about it. It's a receipt. Yeah. I got to do really big, cool, strong shit at one point in my life. I can move on. Yeah, but like <laughs> when you're like six foot three forty, I guess a big difference. Like yeah, at, yeah, at six six three hundred, like it's a little right. Like I'm not dealing with like any medical issue or grossness from having extra skin. It's only just my bullshit. You're just a Sharpay. Yeah. And Sharpays are loose. cute as shit. It gets me out of things. It's hard to hold on to. Like one of those like weird things that they'd sell at Wal- Walgreens that like try to slip out of your hand constantly. 
I don't know what those are called. I feel like sea cucumbers. Look at that jacked arm. Oh, are we going to cover this uh, Japanese uh, Venn diagram? Yeah, let's get into Ikigai. So I always thought Ikigai had to do with like the different masks that you show, like the one that you only see. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, no. we had ten, Ted Slingerland. Was, yeah, that sounds uh, like right. Professor uh, Trying Not to Try was his book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he I was didn't. on, he was actually on Rogan for, he researched like the history of alcohol and beer. It's like something completely unrelated to we got in, but he introduced this in the book, Ikigai. So imagine one, two, three, four circle Venn diagram. So very complex. The out. I thought a Venn diagram could only be three, but he I went to 10. Hey, I think you, you can do anything. You've been to Japan. They yeah. do things better. Uh, what you love, what the world needs, what you can be paid for, and what you're good at. So four Venn diagrams. The center is Ikigai, and then it pa- passion, mission, profession, vocation, all these uh, very complex things. So the bottom line is like when people are at this strange moment, 28 years old, like mm. our, our Google buddy, yeah. I hate my fucking job. I'm going to go out and play football and do something dynamic with my body. You know, good for him, though, because I like I think for a I know in people, the long con that he's trying to get a job. Well, here. I mean, he, he could have just asked. But uh, like, no, at, no, the, no, no, at no. the end of the day, like if there's something that like is your passion and you feel like on your deathbed, if only I'd done this fucking go do it. Dude. Like uh, like I mean, I've like the interesting thing. And I've, I've told this on the podcast before. Like I remember my dad was, you know, at the end and we were sitting there and like trying to like find something for him to live you know, to keep fighting. And I asked him, I'm like, dad, is there anything like what's on your bucket list? And everything that on his bucket list was shit that he'd already done. He just wanted to go redo it with us. He's like, I got to go to the uh, great, I got to, you know, scuba dive the great barrier reef. I got to go to truck lagoon. I got to go here. I got to do all these things. And he's like, I got to go to the Galapagos. And he was talking about like traveling and things he'd seen and events. And he's like, I'd like to redo them, but I'd like you guys to all come with me. Cause uh, he did them with his rotary group and my mom. And he's like, I'd love to take you guys. And so it was really interesting that like not a single moment of like, ah, I wish I'd owned another Rolex. Uh, you know, if only I'd had a better Porsche or a bigger house. Like it was none of that shit. It was all about memories with his family and being able to share experiences. And uh, it was pretty interesting when like, you know, as my brothers and I laugh, my brother Eddie's like, did you realize everything on dad's bucket list was shit that he'd already done? He just wanted to do it. Why not just do it on the front side? Like that should be for us to like, there's adventures to have that you want to have your significant other and your friends and your, and your, you know, your loved ones around, like who wants to go do shit by themselves? Like take, you know, and so that was impactful for me and that, you know, nobody on their deathbed is like, God, if only I had worked another 10 hours or, you know, if I had just owned this tie, like nobody gives a shit about that stuff. And I think if you can think about like, you know, but I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean, like uh, my old neighbor, Tom Dye, you know, when he was sick, uh, the only thing he wanted was to have a relationship with his kids and he had fucked that up. And like, it was, he had a poor relationship. And so like on your deathbed or like when the end comes near, uh, the things that are most important to you are usually your connections with your friends and family and the experiences you've had, not the shit you've owned, you know, the Tyler Durden, you know, the more shit you own, the more shit owns you. Yep. You know? And so it's like, uh, you know, and, and even for like money, this is an interesting thing. I try to explain it to my daughter. I'm like, money is only valuable if you can use it, in such a way that makes it actionable. Fuck yeah. Like 
Like um, it's a tool. Yeah, like money's a tool. Like you, like if you have it, like let's say you invest it, you do these things, you have experiences, you know all the other stuff. But at the end of the day, like you don't hoard it like a fucking you know like a schmiegel trying to hide the ring. I was like, money only is is valuable if you can use it in an interesting way to action things. So she's like, uh, you know, has like saved money from like birthdays and people give her all these things. So she has money. She's like, what do I do with it? I'm like, what do you want to do with it? Whatever you fucking want. Well, I was like, why don't we put it on the universe? Why don't we buy you some crypto? Yeah. And I was like, right. So I was like, what, you know, like, so it was, it's just interesting. Like the perception that people have of like hoarding and you're like, dude, Elon Musk is only rich because he's been able to leverage capital and reuse it. Right. And like, it's not as if he's like. You know, Jeff Bezos doesn't have $180 billion in the bank, but he's worth that much because of the shit he's leveraged. I mean, he doesn't, I mean, I bet you if you looked at his bank account, he's probably got a fucking lot of money, but like <laughs> yeah, his probably, worth okay. is in what he's created and the way he's leveraged this shit. He changed the earth. Like Amazon may be one of the coolest things ever created as far as like a, a shifting part of society. Fucking incredible what he's made. Yeah. From, from a used bookstore I get really fucking bummed out that we, that people want to shit on Jeff Bezos or fucking Elon or any, Why? any of them. Who shits on Jeff Bezos? Well, people, like, I feel people bitch about these billionaires and what they're doing. Like Why? trying to go to space and not spending it more full on through, but whatever. Fuck uh, it, right? fuck, uh, so here's the worst shit about that. And this is where I, I go fucking sideways. They've literally tried to raise money for Africa. <laughs> there was a song. You remember Christmas in Africa? They've raised all this fucking money. You know what they've done? Nothing. It took fucking Akon to go in there who fucking basically with his own money privately funded created solar farms and gave those people clean water and access to the internet. All the fucking uh, charitable groups and this and Save Africa, Africa, nothing. They didn't do fuck all. You're speaking to that, to this morning, um, had uh, connected with a new friend, uh, Justin Wren. If uh, you're familiar with him. Mm -mm. Justin is a former... MMA or former UFC fighter still occasionally fights MMA uh, works for a foundation that he helped start called fight for the forgotten spent a bunch of time in the Congo with these pygmy people and starts helping them dig wells. Mm-hmm. So oh like yeah. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So I hung out with him this morning. Great guy. You should absolutely have him. Yeah. Have him. Dude, He's here in Austin. We'd love to have him on. Yeah. Maybe, no yeah, problem. I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll happily up. connect. But like, uh, like to me, uh, <clears throat> the thing which fucking blows my mind is they always think that like, oh, we have to have these organizations. It takes one person and the fucking initiative to go change. And like, it, it's like this dude, like, I mean, uh, you know, like, like the um, Vetpaw. I don't know if you've seen Vetpaw. They're, uh, um, they're basically, they're a bunch of, they're, they're actually one of like Wade's Army and Vetpaw are who I give money to. Okay. They're uh, a group of veterans who have been uh, created a charity where they go over and protect uh, animals in Africa like raise money and basically take soft dudes and are like, we're going to take the fight to the poachers. Dude, hearing story when we were over there, like the, the there's patrols for poachers and we saw those guys and like, it's just absolutely like, oh, it's shoot on sight. There's no talk about it. There's no arrest. Yeah. And oh, so fuck th- yeah. they hire like legit soft dudes that like you're sitting up on this fucking ridge with a th- suppressed 300 wind mag. You see like, this is your herd to protect. Don't let them die. And, and also like, man, Empathy for the poacher. I get it. Like you're, you're telling a fucking dude who, who who has nothing. Like, I mean, fucking nothing. Like we dropped all those guys off that helped us with the, the rafting trip and were porters for us. And we fucking dropped them all back off their houses on the way back in, like with the bus we took. And 
yo, I, I don't have a, a stick that I lean against the door to keep lions out. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not a thing that I had to order. Like, where's your lion stick? Not a problem I fucking deal with in my small hut. And like seeing all that, it's like, well, you know what? That's kind of like, okay. So, uh, the one thing I fucking hate is the liberal tears associated with like people going and doing big game hunting. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I know, uh, I'm not going to mention his name cause people lose their mind, but I have a, a good friend who's gone out and done these, uh, like gone to Africa, hunted elephants, sure. hunted lions. Like he paid a hundred thousand dollars to mm-hmm. like hunt these things. And what's wild is when they took the elephant, it was like an old bull, no teeth. Like, uh, right. They, it needs they, to yeah, go. Like, it's conservation. In, yeah. They got to get rid of him. So he shoots it. They like beat a drum. Like hundreds of people came out and like dissected this thing. Everybody ate. Everybody. And like he paid a huge amount of money and that money went to funding that park. And so like this is how they fucking raise money. And then these people fucking get in and like, I'm like at the end of the day. Well, like, and not only like, that, like, but like I show- get the desperation of the poacher side. Like they're not doing that to try to get fucking rich. I mean, they're not doing it because they fucking hate these animals. No. It's because there's some fucking Chinese corporation that'll pay a fucking, you know, $10,000 for a rhino horn that they're going to turn into 100 million. It's life-changing money for one of these guys to go risk it. And I don't know. I, I, a different empathy for it. I still think it sucks. Yeah. I, I, I do too. I hate I'm, people that are that desperate that they have to do shitty things. Well, especially for, uh, you know, people that are being leveraged. I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, like I, I never really thought much about it, but I also think like, Hey, if you're going to go into this, like you're fucking, you're going in your eyes wide shut. Like I'm not feeling bad that the poacher gets shot. Nope. Because you know what? He like, knows the risk. Yeah. He knows the risk, but there's options to get involved with the, the tour group. Let's just say that. So Luke and I went to South Africa and part of our mission was like, we're going to see animals that we've never. Yeah. And we're going to eat some that we'll never get the opportunity to eat in America. It was a nice filet of penis. He loved it. Real lean. Yeah. But no, we went on it's a nice a cock meat sandwich. Great cock. white shark tour. So went out on the boat, did the dive. And it was an amazing experience. But like that town that we had to take Cape some town. shanky bus to. Well, I mean, it was a like a small town. Think of Dripping Springs, Austin, sure. a small town too, Cape Town that lived off of the shark tours. But they were mm. doing it right versus, I imagine, a different way to yeah, do that. I mean, like, that was a big part, too, with the whole world shut down with this COVID nonsense. Think about, like, how many groups, like, I mean, the, the, the funding in Africa for all these safaris and all these hunts just fucking dried up. Oh, yeah. And, like, you know, and it actually allowed the Chinese to go in there and purchase, they own most of Africa now. Yep. I mean, that'd be an interesting next 10 years. Yeah, well, I'm I'm just amazed one that they didn't think that the stimulus money and the fucking uh, you know just basically turning on the printing press and giving money, they're like people are complaining about inflation. I'm like, you guys didn't see this coming. God damn it! I don't want to get into it. Uh, you were mentioning like conversation with your mom. Uh, I just talked to my dad, and he was saying, yeah, back in my day, my first house purchased like uh, the loan percentage fourteen percent. Yeah. And mm. now I was asking about mine and then like going into inflation and all this. It was funny. Like, yeah, but so was their fucking checking account. Uh, also yeah. got a 14% return. And on top of it, homes were $25,000. Right. So like, yeah. like if, if your home was $25,000, I would pay 14% in fucking in, in money. Also, we're in a time that their home was now everyone's home in that generation was worth 10x what they paid for it. Yeah. My mom and dad paid 46.5 for their home and my mom sold it for fucking two plus million dollars. Yes, and I'm just commenting on some of the things that my money-centric father is speaking to me about versus like the, uh, you know, the trips, the memories, and all this. Well, I, I like I like I I really um, 
That's how he thinks, though. He's yeah, yeah, but tax I mean, attorney. It's, it's an older sure. generation. But it just because my dad was like that. My dad lived like he he acted like every dollar was his fucking last dollar. Like it was just it was funny. I'm like, all right, there you are. You know, pry that one out of here. But that was it's hard to say if he also had a Porsche. Oh yeah, my dad drove, I mean, <laughs> had had a Porsche, a Rolex. He lived in a nice house in Palos Verdes. Amazing, and he acted it's not like the most he was frugal guy I've like, ever heard. Like like fucking peeling out. But that was how they lived, or that was the mentality. But what was amazing was on his deathbed, it wasn't like, oh, thank God I saved that extra five bucks or thank that. Like it was, these are the things that I did. These are the amazing things I saw. I'm just sad that you guys weren't here and I would like to redo them with you guys. Whenever I punch out, I hope I got about 75 cents in an account somewhere. You know what that sounds like? Great fucking timing and a hell of a budget. Well, I mean, you're recording a podcast and capturing these moments, like the spoken word. You don't have to write a book. You got the old stuff. Well, or, or what's wild, I always think that uh, after we just keep droning on in these podcasts, that at some point, my kids or my grandkids or whoever it is is going to be able to go back and listen and be like, my fucking granddad and his friends were absolutely out of their fucking minds. <laughs> well, you want to fucking listen to these podcasts? This was you, a job? You, you want to hear shit talking? These guys actually were in a room with other humans, not in the fucking infinite verse. But they literally showed up and breathed, and, and breathed the Coming same air like and drank beers with their friends and talked about all the crazy shit they did. Yeah. Well, yeah, Jamie does watch it and reminds me how not funny I am. I'm like, all right. Oh, she did. 10 year old. Uh, she did somehow, like, come, like, so. Uh, you ask her how many uh, podcasts she's done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> well, I think some kids were like, hey, uh, I came across your dad on YouTube. And uh, Jamie's like, "Are you on YouTube?" I'm like, "Yeah, we're on YouTube a lot." She's like, "Oh," and then, uh, oh. <laughs> and then she's like, "Got on YouTube," and she's like, "There is a lot of stuff with you on there." And then she started asking me, and then uh, I was like, "Do you watch any of it?" She's like, "I did." Text isn't very funny, oh, and I was like, "Oh, fucking great, fucking moment. landing blows." <laughs> now that's funny. Fuck do you know that? <laughs> yeah, is ten funny. year old. How many fucking podcasts have you done? Exactly. Five hundred. <laughs> Five hundred fights. That's how many fights it takes to be a legit tough guy. <laughs> Dude, I think uh, I think I have to make moves. I get, yeah, okay. well, that was good. I, mean, I feel like we could sit here and talk shit forever. I, I, I know we can. I'm busy thinking here. I'm like, how do we do this weekly? This would be really good for me. <laughs> <laughs> dude, we need to do like more shit together, shit, dude. dude. I love it. Yeah, we should do more shit together. We're going to yeah. go ride, ride some motorcycles. We'll have some and other the, adventures. Gambler. Gambler. Gambler, you're in. I'll double check. Yeah, I really want to fucking do no, that. No, uh, I'm, I'm going to pull the fuck up. If, if and I'm going to hop the horn and be like, get in the fucking car. If there isn't something... That I'm obligated to do for work. I'm telling I'm you, there. I'm fucking coming, and I'm driving through St. Louis. Why would you go for, through St. Louis? Because you're in St. Louis. On the way to Oregon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll stop in St. Louis. If not, I'll hang out with Bonnie. What if we? And made, you know what? She'll probably come with me. I'll be like, B, get in the fucking truck. You know what? No one's prepared for is if you have a minivan that also has a weird sidecar, but it's like a Miata. <laughs> Just a full side. Like, oh, yeah. Just side attached car. to the side. Wouldn't like, it be funny if Matt's not there? We pull up and we get Bonnie and all of a sudden he's like looking at social media. He's like, what the fuck, fuck is Bonnie with Wellborn and these idiots? And she's God like, I'm it. here having the time of my life. This is the best. These fucking guys rock. You suck. Dicks and cocks. Both? <laughs> is it still there? Is Dicks there? And cocks? Yeah. yeah. Fucking hot, hot, tub, hot, hot tub time machine. Another quotable <laughs> movie. Great movie. Awesome. Well, Matt, thanks for coming on Power Athlete Radio as always. Stoked to have you and fucking sit here and fucking chop it up and drink some beer. Yeah, so, I love it. So for those of you guys that are interested, uh, Hate Brand, check them out. Uh, if you guys haven't heard of Hate Brand, you're, I don't know, you've been living under a fucking rock. But uh, if you're interested in Power Athlete, you know where to find us, powerathletehq.com. And uh, we'll be seeing you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Now it's time for you to empower your performance. You can find Matt Vincent on Instagram at I hate Matt Vincent. That's spelled out I H V I I I Matt Vincent. Until next time. Bye. Drop on.